0: Well, I'll watch the original, like, the vanilla version, and then <laughs> if I don't like Spritell, I will I will hit you up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'll share the link in the description for this episode of my less sprital cuts of the Wachowski Sisters Speed Racer movie from 2009. This is the Honor Book Fair Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Miles. I'm Daniel. And this week, we are discussing uh, a book that can only be described as the midway point between Neil Gaiman's American Gods and Sky High. It's Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, of the first of the Percy Jackson books. And God, my so goodness, fucking right. what a what a fucking ride it is.
0: It is. Oh,
1: yeah, we've only done half of it so far, and it's a wild ride. We read uh, chapters 1 through 10 of Percy
0: Jackson and The Lightning Thief. Mm-hmm. So tell and, us about it, Dan. Wasn't this your pick? I actually, I think it was one of you guys who suggested it. And I was like, yes, I will do it, sure. Um, but okay, so I was actually... I never saw this at a book fair because I was a little too old for it by the time it came out, but all the kids in my summer camp groups were crazy for these books. And Mm. when I actually, my first kid D and D campaign was Percy Jackson themed. It's where I learned that fifth grade girls are terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are. Uh, There's no, uh,
1: in this book, there's no female peer of these kids that is not some cruel
0: force in more or less capacity. (laughs) and my players exemplified that they killed it yeah yeah, there's a whole story but yeah even even annabeth is like
2: a little spooky yep she can be pretty
1: severe Mm -hmm. um yeah i guess did either of you read this as a kid actually i think at some point i I... saw the movie for it and it was absolutely like you're on an airplane
2: watching (laughs) it which so you don't really retain anything right i watched it i definitely remember reading it but or no i remember watching the movie i did not read it before um well actually before today um (laughs) and it is it is striking going from like a little bit of memory of the movie to this it's like okay percy jackson yeah no he's like he's like a teenager oh he's 11 okay all right okay oh my god yeah i'm and all right here's this 19 year old counselor in the cabin and and annabeth has a crush on him oh there's a love triangle wait nope never mind they're both 11 i forgot yeah or 12 but in yes. the
1: movie you would think and in the movie you would think he's like 16 or something and then t- for going into this because be like this is 15, 14 outside outside of anamorphs that like deals with you know genocides and shit uh this is surprisingly like the most actually like violent and maybe you could describe it as like just death present like legitimately Mm -hmm. perilous of the stories uh, that we've read so far um in start contrast to something similar like charlie bone where it is we had the running joke where the evil witches will be like we'll get you next time charlie bone and then just do nothing and nothing happens (laughs) and they live in the same house and they never actually hurt him
0: Mm -hmm. whereas here it's like it opens up with the expectation you know I, i do appreciate the conceit at the beginning that you know this is percy telling the story and you know how it starts off with you know if you i envy you for thinking this is fake yada yada if you're actually a half-blood you will probably fucking die
1: and and all they do is tell percy about how he would die he would be killed they're trying to kill him you're going to die everyone else in your position previously has been murdered yep yeah heavy stuff i also oh my god I, i found a I was trying to think of what I could remember from the movie, just racking my brain about, like, what I remember from the movie? I remember a bit where the satyr best friend, like, gets into a hot tub with some ladies, and I remember that fucking Hades is played by Steve Coogan, which is incredible. (laughs) Steve Coogan, oh my god.
2: I remember getting very upset at the movie, and I am in the process of being upset at the book, for making Hades Satan, Because Hades, Hades is not the devil of Greco-Roman
0: mythology. He's He's not like an evil guy. Um, Can I say something? Um, I've read all the books, and I've read some of the books in the series that follows this. Um, That he he does he definitely does take that into account. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but like, (laughs) there he makes it clear there are reputations and there are facts, and yeah. So he does we see some children of Hades later not in this one or the next but yeah okay
2: because I, I mean I guess this is spoilers but I thought from my memory of the movie that we
0: did meet a child of Hades in this book did we maybe I, I don't know he has several in the whole series I okay
2: I must be misremembering I straight up thought that the, that the 19 year old who's the head of the um, Hermes cabin is a child of Hades oh no he's I a thought I child that.
0: of Hermes <laughs>
2: Oh okay, yeah. Because I was like, oh yeah, they're talking about oh we must have a spy in our midst for Hades. It's like, yeah, it's that guy. It's, it, it's it's him because he's the kid of Hades in my brain. But, oh, too uh,
1: obvious of a red herring.
2: Yeah. Well, no, our red herring is the is the daughter of uh the daughter of Ares. She's our she's our red herring villain. Because like, no one's that much of an asshole. For most of the like first big chunk of the book, without it, without it paying off poorly, especially since he's got to get. I mean, we're getting super ahead of ourselves. There's my, a prophecy. Children, he's supposed my... to be betrayed by someone who's a friend to him. And it's like, yeah, it's it's gonna be that guy. But whatever.
1: My my children's book uh plot sense has been totally ruined by Charlie Bone just constantly going in directions that I was just like, oh, you missed. You missed that doorway. You missed that opportunity. <laughs> Charlie Bone's absolute
2: incompetence does prime you for this.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I, it I'd,
2: really like calls to, an, I'd like it to really clarify. Are you question, talking about like, the incompetence sorry, this...
0: of the book or the incompetence of the character? Oh, I mean the character. I mean Charlie, okay. just being Charlie. But yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's shove my uncle in the in the freezer. Maybe he'll go back in time.
1: <laughs> there should be a children's books. There should be, but you know, all the books we've talked on about here. There should be like a smash bros about these i mean you've got you got like maybe one or two of the animorphs uh maybe maybe from the animorphs you get rachel and then axe is a separate character uh you got charlie bone you got a harry potter you got uh percy jackson they're all fighting and stuff i don't know what else is there artemis fowl could be like the gadgeteer character
3: Mm.
1: fucking yeah we could uh we could stretch we could draw out this uh this roster Um, Mm -hmm. we could an a-team of
0: children's fantasy characters so i do want to
1: get into this book with the absolute first page of it which i thought was an incredible uh sort of like narration uh by percy jackson to like oh this is my story and i know it may sound fun but it's actually really dangerous but specifically the way he framed it as Mm -hmm. like uh, listen, you don't want to be a half-blood. Uh, I'm gonna read it here. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice is close this book right now. Believe whatever lie your mom or dad told you about your birth and try to lead a normal life. Yada yada. If you're a normal kid reading this uh, because you think it's fiction, great, read on. I envy you for being able to believe that none of this ever happened. But, if you recognize yourself in these pages, if you feel something stirring inside, stop reading immediately. You might be one of us. And once you know that, it's only a matter of time before they sense it too. And they'll come for you. Are you a confused, lonely, black sheep of your family, out of place weird kid from the ages of uh 10 to 14
2: with learning disabilities, with learning disabilities yeah. and behavior problems, yeah. So they, they, social anxiety framed as a superpower. You might be a fucking
1: X-Man. <laughs> it just it is the most welcome it's immediately like welcoming into the world and like hey, make an oc character what would you like your secret godparents to be and what sort of powers would that give you it like it invites you to like create your little self-insert to the fictional world i Mm -hmm. i think about these a lot because when i was sort of of this age and i was getting really into naruto and you know like or digimon or other like fictional worlds that like supposedly you know normal kids sort of exist within there's no specific chosen one narrative to like either be someone or not sometimes you're just like a kid going to a magic school so like what's your thing um, and I put myself in that a lot. And yeah. I always wondered, like, what kind of person would I be if I went to Magic mm-hmm. Boy Academy? Um, yeah. And this, right out the gate, is just like, you, you're you reading these books. Do you feel like you would want to be in this world? Uh, don't, but also that's reverse psychology for a kid.
0: Yeah. It yeah. Is. I, that's why a lot of my campers, like, I remember some of them, you know, playing on the playground and saying, you know, oh, I'm a son of Apollo, yada, yada. So it was, they did it works it immersed
1: yeah. truth is i think and maybe it's just me saying this uh apollo is the only real choice science and music <laughs> and like apollo fucks apollo doesn't have like beef you know apollo isn't doesn't specifically like beef. held back by a lot of stuff uh apollo's like seems to be like the most chill like the one you want to be
2: i don't know i'd be down to be a. I- i'd be down to be a, a-, a son of hephaestus oh yeah
1: oh my god dude that's like going to you know that's like going to the technical school in college you fucking you get a bit of carpentry i mean you know you could go into welding but that's kind of obvious so you know you get an apprenticeship with the Pike fitters union and everything i mean it'd be good yeah you got a yeah. stable career ahead of you as a child of Hephaestus.
2: yeah and you get into a union i don't know there's 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 some shit to talk about lineage in this um but i do want to say about this first page it is like an effective way to bring people in, but honestly for me, it just kind of felt like he was trying to chomp that animorphs flavor. Cuz every single animorphs just book about, like, opens the exact it opens that true. exact same way. This look
1: look around you at all the people in your life. Do you trust them? They may not be real. Mm-hmm. You see, we're a normal kid like you, but we're fighting a secret war with aliens. Yeah, I don't know if he ever actually read animorphs but did your mom did your mom start acting weird after she went to the doctor and got a new prescription maybe she's being mind controlled by the aliens (laughs) okay get this get the secret alien pills from the closet throw them in the sewers (laughs) okay
2: okay i think honestly that brings me to something that i have been frustrated with this book about already Mm -hmm. the fact that later down the line it's like oh yeah you don't have dyslexia and ADHD. Your dyslexia is because your brain is hardwired for ancient Greek. But and the, your ADHD enough. is actually your,
0: your demigod battle instincts. You've got the and heightened your...
1: reflexes of an X-Man. Yeah.
0: I will so say I... Um, Rick Riordan added those in because his his oldest son has ADHD and dyslexia. And
2: I know. Yeah, but, I, but I, yeah I, know. I
0: recognized it.
2: Yeah, I I know he's trying to like deliver a positive message and give 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 kids with learning disabilities a like oh this is like something to be proud of. This isn't something to be like concerned about. And to a certain degree, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be seen as a
1: little irresponsible in what it, yeah. if a kid is yes. not really able to differentiate the reality and gets a little too much into it because then yeah. it's because then it's it if a kid maybe isn't well tethered to reality it might just be like they might read this and be like oh my god he's talking about me that's exactly what i'm dealing with and i must be like the son of aries which means my dad isn't really my dad he's an imposter they're lying to me my parents are
2: lying to me i have to go to the empire state building also the also just the fact that okay sure let's let's take it let's take it on faith that Percy Jackson does not technically have dyslexia because his brain only wants to read ancient Greek. That doesn't make One, any sense. At a point when he was reading ancient Greek, he was still struggling with it in a similar way. So he probably does actually still have dyslexia. And two, okay, cool. So he doesn't have dyslexia because his brain wants to read ancient Greek. But for everything else, it acts like it it, it is functionally the same as dyslexia. How is where is he going gen- to go? That there's that there's signage and like everything in ancient Greek. No, how does that translate to?
1: Con- how does that relate to contemporary like, Greek? I wonder. Could he like live in Greece and be like, oh, I picked up the language in a week and a half. It's very easy. That would be nice. But like, also, is this language genetic?
2: What the fuck exactly, are we talking about? Yeah. G- genetic language is 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 wild. Also, if his brain was hardwired for ancient Greek, cool. Okay, th- so he's got dyslexia with written <laughs> English but what about spoken why doesn't he have a problem speaking and understanding english in the same way also if he if if there was some sort
1: of like genetic brain hardwiring for ancient greek he would get that from his father's side the 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 god side like why would we why why do the gods not have
0: a problem did the gods have a problem speaking english (laughs) apparently not wait does this mean ancient greek was a language given directly from the gods like some tower
1: that's the the big question why would they lock in on that one there's like because there's like thousands of years intervening like ancient greece and you know modernity even like you know Renaissance modernity or anything so the gods didn't give us (laughs) indo-european oh yeah indus river valley fuck them they weren't real um but it it it, i just the the timeline is like so strange and inconsistent um yeah and why... Yeah, like, it's like the all the... Supposedly, in the timeline of this, anci- the civilization of ancient Greece, such as, you know, the Parthenon and Socrates and what have you, that was the sort of era, that was maybe a century or two of time when the gods were really just like, oh, let's fuck around with these humans. Let's get deep into the human stuff. And then, like, the gods got locked... Either gave them the language of ancient Greece or, like, learned the language from the humans, in which case they locked into it, but either way, like it's just not yeah. how language works. Why would they uh, lock it's... into it right there? Why wouldn't they want to learn any of the other languages of their later like worshippers
2: or humans or whatever? It like it Yeah, it, especially since in theory they're I mean, the Titans also, but they're the first gods to exist. Mm-hmm. So any mythology for a civilization that predates the Greeks is wrong. And it's just it's just it's just stories. Those other ones don't
0: exist is it something from a future book dan well no not a future book side series. he has a series for uh, egypt and uh norse mythology basically oh. wait 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 but is percy there not percy directly but um relatives of some of the characters play a part in those or, So the, yeah. this is this is a big <laughs> this the is the answer to exist. a big question
1: i had this is the answer to a big question I had, which how many other pantheons <laughs> exist in this universe? Because that's what yeah. sort of bridges it to uh, uh, American gods, where all sorts of gods of all sorts of cultures, even like uh, abstract ones of the uh, contemporary age that nobody even actively, like consciously worships, they, these are all real because they are they exist as like a function of like the underlying psychic energy of human collectives. Mm-hmm. They're like manifested uh, by faiths and beliefs. But like yeah. so the, these but the in Percy Jackson they exist regardless. They have they've been having like a cosmic history of their own that humans have like caught glimpses of sometimes. But like yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it seems be... like the gods were it seems like the gods existed thousands of years ago in ancient Greece and then uh yada 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 and then now they're here in America. Yeah. And there's like very little sense like connecting these things and they always talk about like the west and western civilization and that just brings into question like well what about the east like fucking is are there like is there a separate percy jackson book that's all about like shinto uh Mm -hmm. like do does or in like side stories does percy ever like you know take a trip to japan and meet the tiger that guards the eastern gate or something (laughs)
2: yeah and and, and not just that, but they talk about how the gods travel with the heart of the West. We, um, we're we're, we're, we're going to get to it. it. I, have a yeah. lo- I have a lot of quotes that we
1: really need to unpack this heart of the West stuff. But, especially but the, now. But the
2: idea that they travel then accounts for, like, other mythos. Like, oh, okay, Norse, Nor- the Norse pantheon is, like, technically just other aspects of this Greek pantheon that's the one true pantheon. <laughs> Um, yeah
1: so there is an argument argument that can be made by like oh the 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 gods have gone by many names what we call zeus other people have called odin or shiva i guess and it's like and it's like okay you can say that it doesn't make a lot of sense but at least connects them like where is ganesh in this whole situation let alone jesus they never even
2: bring up jesus well they do talk about the judeo-christian god and 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 it's just shrugged off as well we're not going to talk about metaphysics yeah and god like, as like I, a I universal
1: have, abstract right, of sure. what a god is is like something else yeah
2: that was that was but it's just interesting like, how many of those undetermined kids who like never get claimed by their parents aren't getting claimed because they're in this place that's entirely devoted to the greek pantheon and they're from a they're ancestry is a completely different one like you you spend your entire childhood being like yeah you can't leave this place or you'll be killed but also your your parent just doesn't want to have anything to do with you they don't want to acknowledge you whatsoever and then you go out into the world and fucking osiris pops up and it's just like where the fuck have you been i've been looking everywhere for you percy jackson walks into like the
1: undetermined uh Camp cabin, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know which Greek god this kid is like the child of." And the kid has like a blue elephant trunk. (laughs)
3: Oh god. Okay. So Percy Jackson. This this girl's name is
2: Anna Tarasu. I I I wonder what uh, (laughs) Tara. What Greek goddess she descended from? Oh man. You know, but, but also, I mean, how I can... could they not figure out Percy's lineage right it's from the really beginning if his name obvious. is Perseus? Oh, God. Perseus it's all no, I d- so I didn't even, I
0: things. didn't even,
1: I didn't really pick up that part. But like from the start, it's just like, and then in a critical moment of. Uh, high adrenaline percy's like mind went blank and then a big thing of water shot out from somewhere to protect him and then he fell into a puddle and became instantly healed and he heard the sloshing of the waves and the sound of a conch horn that made him invigorated with salty powers and it's like geez i wonder what fucking greek god he's associated with
0: yeah this may be Come an on. apocryphal story but i saw an internet post where in touring before the book came out um and teaching about like writing and storytelling to a bunch of kids, Rick Riordan told his, or maybe it was when he was still a teacher. Either way, he told a, he told a class of kids about his book, the son of the son of Poseidon. And one of the kids just raised their hand and says, "If you name it the son of Poseidon, the whole mystery of who Percy's dad is doesn't make any sense." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, right. I should probably
2: change." That. And
1: he's like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta go call my editor." <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll just name him after a famous son of Poseidon. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) I will say though Uh, That um, as far as other mythologies go The ones Riordan really only writes about the European and Europe adjacent ones Like Because Greek and Egypt mixed a lot He writes some Egyptian stuff And he writes the Norse gods But everything else he tries to promote other authors And like I will say Like Arusha on the end of time There's a bunch of people who are doing what Rick Riordan did With their own mythologies And some of them from what I've heard are really good I want to check them out but yeah i like love to it, read the story
1: play. of like a child of uh, Ebisu that has like eel powers and shit yes <laughs> this book starts off Peter Percy Peter Jack. Peter Parker is a normal kid who's going around <laughs> in a museum, having a hard time on his field trip because he's getting bullied by a girl. Uh, the teachers don't believe him. Uh, his friend is getting bullied, and he's like, "The teacher's me, and I gotta." Uh, and apparently, he goes to this this school that only studies Greek mythology and like teaches Latin, which I thought like, okay, that's not really the same time period, but yeah. we're gonna he's gonna learn Latin and ancient Greek and all they do and he's got this one teacher who's in a wheelchair and all he ever does is study greek mythology and all these gods that's the main focus on the school he's going to and And then i I don't know he he gets bullied so hard that like water comes to his rescue like he's moana and the there are any interesting polynesian gods that they could anyway
2: um i'm sure there are but i don't i don't really know. know any off the top of my head
1: and then the mean math teacher is just like, "Come over here to the bathroom. I'm gonna turn into a beast and
2: scratch your eyes out." So and he's like, he, "Whoa, how could this happen?" This this school is specifically a boarding school for troubled youths, like rich troubled I, youths. I'm I'm sorry, but like, th- there is no possible way that a poor troubled youth, like we're led to believe Percy is, is going to this school. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be accepted to it. He he's just going to become like he's just he's just going to have to go to night school um or or he will be put in juvenile detention like and he talks about all these all these mishaps through his life and every single time he goes on a field trip you know something goes wrong oh when i was in 4th grade i i was at a like, we were at a Revolutionary War battlefield, and a mishap happened with the cannon, and it fired at the bus, and destroyed the school bus, like... Because somebody loaded that cannon with <laughs> actual gunpowder! Oopsie! Yeah, someone someone loaded it with actual gunpowder, and then you set it off, and, like, what? 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 I'm sorry, what?
0: Yeah, the whole your book friend... of what happened before.
1: Yeah, because you're there with a the cannon and your friend is just like, hey, I stole the Zippo from my dad. Percy, light the cannon. And you're like, ha ha ha. And then the actual like fuse starts going and you're like, Whoa. oh, is this real? And it just blows up a school
2: bus. I mean, who the fuck like packed it down with gunpowder too? using the it's not a ramrod, but I have no other word for it other than giant uh Q-tip. And there's also like a but bunch we... of other stuff you have to put in there,
0: too. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. Like different chemicals, or like you know a bunch of wadded up paper or something. I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe um, it was magic. But yeah. <laughs> maybe it was
2: magic. Maybe he created a a magic cannonball.
1: I mean, did what was that like? Are we to understand that like the evil monsters maybe set that up as a sabotage to try to kill him or at least you know have him inadvertently murder some people with a cannon? So
2: that he to... could have been. <laughs> I I uh, I took that as like his powers surfacing without his realization.
0: I just thought he was being real impulsive and dumb. But yeah,
2: I mean that that's in, that's entirely possible. And that that, that yeah. would be an Ares I mean,
0: thing, I think, to like accidentally <laughs> shoot
1: off a real cannon. Yeah, right. It would be because then it would be like, wait, that cannon wasn't loaded, and it's like, how did it get loaded? I don't know. This kid must have warfare in his heart or something. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah so he's at this school that he and he makes it clear that like everyone else is rich and he is not and kills his math teacher who turns into a giant fat creature
2: yeah she she turns into a fury i thought she turned into a harpy but um like from the description it sounded like she was she turned into a harpy
0: harpies have feathers though
2: yeah it i thought it talked about her having feathers no i thought they were leathery leathery wings like a bat oh maybe it did okay I maybe I just got hung up on the talons and I thought about feathers. I was thinking oh, that too. Yes. I heard hoofbeats think... and I thought zebra. <laughs> yes. Um. But and then yeah, it's it's no, like... he kills her. And then oh my god, though, oh. but they're going through with with their with their fucking Latin teacher, and he's talking about this this uh, Stella of of this of this girl, this funeral this funeral Stella of this girl and and he's talking about her as if he was present for the funeral and when you look in his eyes oh it, they look like they've been alive for a thousand years and seen everything it's like yeah i fucking get it i fucking get
0: it bud you get like, what he's just the normal latin teacher your latin teacher wasn't like that and didn't teach only about ancient greece instead of latin? <laughs> he's so good yeah, with latin it's like he's been Greek speaking it all his life things even even instead of the roman names for things yeah This would have made a lot more sense if he was a world history teacher or something, and it was their history.
2: He fucking
0: later he uses a Roman
2: name instead of a Greek name, and it bugged the fuck out of me. (laughs) because surprise this teacher this teacher is uh, not Typhon uh, Chiron, yeah, yeah, uh, Chiron who trained Hercules, Mm -hmm. or he called him Hercules, but he shouldn't have. He should have called him Heracles. Because yep. that was the Greek name for him, and yep. he's been using Greek mm-hmm. names for everything else. Yeah.
0: but the kids wouldn't know who he was talking about. The kids have no, the Disney wouldn't. movies; they don't know the
1: difference. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Fun fact: so... the one one of the kids who was really who instigated the whole um, camp D the camp Half D and D game gave me a whole rant on the on the Disney's Hercules movie and how it's not oh, at all like mythology God. with her mythology some, book open. I know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not at all
2: like mythology, but it is a fucking banger. It is a fucking banger.
1: There is something about, like, Greek mythology that really sticks in some kids' brains.
2: Mm-hmm. I was one of those, those kids.
1: I know. I probably yeah. was, too. I was looking up all yeah. kinds of stuff. And lo- Lord knows, like, I mean, we're adults now, but they got that Hades game that's out. Like, think mm-hmm. how many more, like, Greek mythology it's nerd kids team. that's going to generate
2: i mean realistically how many nerd kids is that going to generate because you're not paying attention to any sort of mythos if you're a teenager playing that game you're just paying attention to the hot people and also if you're a 20 something 30 something playing that game you're just paying attention to the hot people yeah Um, you're horny for
1: like athena to step on your balls or something (laughs) i wouldn't know no one i mean i heard that from a friend (laughs) anyway so then he like goes back to this field trip in the museum and they're just like oh nothing happened the oh, wait. teacher is
2: sorry
0: yeah. i just wanted to... the teacher gave him a sword yeah the, the teacher yeah. gave him a pen that
2: turned into a sword which this is another thing that was left over from the movie i could have sworn that his pen turned into a trident why wouldn't it it, it would it be would too
1: obvious been... right it would be too obvious it... right away i think yeah but it was yep.
2: given by poseidon we find out later it was given by poseidon for so his descendant yeah it should have been a fucking trident
0: um <laughs> which it might was it a trident in the movie did to either of you remember i didn't see the movie oh, that's beyond a movie. like a few seconds in the lotus eater hotel um yeah but but and yeah the t- he tosses him, so him a
3: pen teacher's... and
2: he clicks it and it turns into a sword and we find out later that that's a sword that can still kill percy so like that was fucking stupid yeah. just like why why'd you hand me why'd you hand me a pen <laughs> so the teacher did this like
1: took the opportunity to be like percy quick defend yourself it's a monster don't ask me why i know or why i have a magic pen sword and then immediately after their plan i swear to god their plan immediately after that is just like well let's pretend it didn't happen and he'll just think he's hallucinating like let's just gaslight him no it didn't happen you didn't see that you're crazy kid don't ask questions you did not stab the teacher the teacher isn't real she was never real she doesn't exist nobody's ever heard that name before what are you talking about
2: yeah the the fucking weird thing about it though is just like yeah they choose to do that because oh the more you know the easier it will be for them to notice you it's like or hear me out here tell him and then you safely escort him to camp half-blood yourselves mm-hmm. you do that as people in positions of power and authority both at that at, at that camp and at this school like you you can do this thing
0: yeah, yeah you can, because i already know along
2: You can bring his mother along and be like, hey, he got fucking attacked by a Fury. He needs to go there now. He is not going to be safe. Mm -hmm. No, he killed a Fury with a magic sword, and
1: I consider that toothpaste out of the tube.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But no, he's got to stick around and get shitty grades for a little while. Which, you know what? I do appreciate appreciate how... You know, I was going to say how rare it is, but it's actually pretty common now that we've been doing this... How often, like, the the main character of these young fantasy series are just really unimpressive academically. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're fucking dumb a lot yeah. of the time. I can only especially think especially Charlie Bone. Charlie Bone's so fucking,
0: so fucking stupid. Dumb. I can think of only one example to the contrary. It's a slight tangent. It was a book one of my students recommended, and I read the first tr- half the first chapter. And I was like, nope, hate it because um the main character is a uh 11 year old who moved up to high school because she's a super genius with a photographic memory and everybody thinks she's great and okay. she's also famous i was like yeah i hate it <laughs> so yeah, no thanks no
2: <laughs> artemis fowl gets a pass because he's a terrible little shit he, he and, and that's the whole enjoyable. point is that he's
1: yeah. like a weird genius child mm-hmm. it's it, it's and he
0: gets
2: artemis fowl coming. is yeah, yeah he's just no Dexter's one likes laboratory. him No <laughs> one likes him That's that's the difference that makes Artemis Fowl Not just like a fucking Gary Stew Because mm-hmm. no one fucking likes him Yeah Yeah, he's smarter than everyone else And he sucks and he doesn't have any friends Everyone fucking hates him
0: <laughs> That's why it works for Artemis Fowl And doesn't work in Keeper of Lost Cities Exactly <laughs> That's it, yeah Man, we should do Artemis Fowl sometime Love that book I'd be down I,
1: I, I've been thinking about that one for a bit, honestly Mm-mm. I have it at
2: home
0: Maybe after Christmas.
2: Anyways, I got like the uh, yeah. second or third Artemis Fowl book once for Christmas, and I hadn't read any of the others. And I started to read it, and like, no, no, I can't do this. I don't know any of this. Um. So what happens to
1: Percy Jackson then? He's like living. He's living in these dorms and stuff, and he's like, but I swear to God, I saw the teacher turn into a monster lady, and yeah, everyone's and he's got lying this best to him. Friend. And every- Grover. Oh, yeah. Grover. yeah, Grover.
0: Named after the titular Cleveland. <laughs> I was gonna say named after the titular blue fuzzy monster, but okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, named after the titular anything is just a great joke <laughs> to say about anything that shares a name.
2: But but Grover Grover's a satyr. And Grover's been looking out for Percy, and one night Percy like catches a eavesdrop on a, eavesdrops on a conversation between Grover and and his teacher, Chiron. He's not Chiron. He's Mister something. He's Mister Um Grover, Mr. I hardly Brunner. know her.
3: Okay.
2: I I honestly I can't remember his name. That's fair. In large part because it's just like yeah whatever I don't care I I know, you know that he's the, I know that he's the centaur who's played by Pierce Brosnan. Like he's just he's Dilf centaur. Wait, is he fucking Pierce Brosnan? Uh huh.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. I'm I'm all
1: <laughs> fucked up on this now. That's crazy. Right what <laughs> i mean pierce Brosnan makes sense as a centaur you can sort of see him as a centaur yeah. but i want to see him in the wheelchair as just the he, teacher he, so oh. he makes
2: sense. he makes sense as your as your charming middle-aged latin teacher <laughs> it it, it's good three. casting
0: yeah
1: that's so weird <laughs> excellent uh, but, and they but give, yeah they're so talking they give... about
2: like oh the, the the summer deadline and all of that shit and this is a fucking plot contrivance that i fucking hate this this whole this whole summer solstice deadline thing and the plot surrounding it is just fucking dumb i'm sorry but like it is it makes it makes no sense (laughs) like oh you have until the summer solstice to return my lightning bolt because zeus's lightning bolt got stolen um and he blames poseidon and poseidon's like i didn't steal shit you have until the summer solstice to apologize to me it's like why
1: not give him give him like half a year to sort this out and they're like hmm, i want to see where this goes
2: and like <laughs> oh percy's at the center of it percy probably percy probably stole it fucking when? yeah well fucking he went, went to
1: new york city at one point which but means he, he got into the elevator and snuck into olympus but he did the yeah. yeah. thing a... and then escaped because he's the master thief of all demigods
2: yeah, yeah and why don't we know you know investigate the demigods who did straight up go to olympus over that same winter break why don't we investigate them nah 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 it's not any of them it's clearly poseidon poseidon's the only one who's ever tried to
0: usurp zeus the yeah. only to one who would have any reason to be dumb. upset with zeus like <laughs> zeus is canonically dumb in greek mythology i know, I know but like
1: I think I think the we're getting of a little bit. The gods
0: bit... aren't necessarily dumb. <laughs> this is especially true, especially Someone... Athena.
2: Oh my god the the ingrained, the ingrained language actually reminds me. Why the fuck is there in are there ingrained rivalries? Yeah, like if you are a. Ch- but it okay, but it's actually not ingrained yeah, either because Annabeth, is Annabeth, like, Annabeth purposefully. Annabeth is like, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'm totally cool with you. Oh, you're a child of Poseidon. Well, never mind. Then we can't actually be friends. Like, isn't the whole point?
1: Isn't the whole like emotional point of coming to the realization that you're like the child of a callous and indifferent deity? Is that like you, you, you would want to act against them? You would want to act mm-hmm. in spite of them and differentiate yourself as an individual. To it's like been. not just be, not just number one, to exhibit the archetype of what like people think the personality of that god is like, but also then like engage in all of the, uh, yeah, rivalries and specific little petty slights that you know, because they're the Greek pantheon, are the dumbest bullshit you could possibly get bent <laughs> out of shape over.
2: And why do all the children of Athena have blonde hair? Why do all the children of why? Athena have blonde hair? They should not, they should they not, they. You got all of the dominant genes, solid snake. What the fuck? Athena did
0: not have blonde Uh, curly hair. No, she does not. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's split that's splitting some serious hairs. But like, come the fuck on. Um, If you're gonna make every single child of the gods have visual traits inspired by like our idea of what those gods are supposed to look like, stop and then don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's fucking dumb so as especially since then you could just be like oh cool you're one of the you're one of the undetermined kids um well what do you look like yeah okay yeah no you're 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 this god's kid it should be really easy to tell you know (laughs) get the fucking get the get the field guide to god children (laughs) where's where's my taxonomy (laughs) for demigods
1: So. God, I'm looking at the I'm looking at uh, stills from the movie, and they—if they were 16 or 17, it would be really charitable to the actors. The idea that these characters are 12-ish is mm-hmm. baffling. Yeah, I think you, the movie f- did fucking, like, say do, that like, they were the 16. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm, so I'm at, sure they did. They they moved it from sixth grade to you are 16. Yeah. So as
1: um, Percy is and i swear to god mused about my lunch must have been contaminated with magic mushrooms or something and i thought oh i'm we're we're catching a little drug references in here this is honestly a little bit one of the more actually adult uh books we've read on that regard but um oh my god i've also kept track of uh brand names that get dropped uh early on i caught lunchables cheetos Mm -hmm. espn i'm just like all right let's go let's go Um, a lot of coke a whole lot of coca-cola i it must have had a must have had. i think the movie absolutely must have had some sort of a brand tie in um as, we'll we'll get to Dionysus later on but um yeah, we so he eventually is just he gets kicked out of private problem child school and has to uh go back to his mom's place and i i caught this line uh he his mom lived in a little apartment in the upper east side and i thought upper east side isn't that like a pretty well healed part of new york and i Mm -hmm. looked it up right then and the current median rent is uh about Mm 2850 which is like substantial oh that was for a one bedroom by the way oh Oh. yeah
2: so that's uh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 the the upper east side is not a poor area
1: so it was again drawing into question like is he's going to private school for troubled kids is he like rich is he not and like you know humble with his normal mom who just works at a candy shop um is
2: are are they getting are they get do they get checks from poseidon i'm starting to think like like, they must
0: have something.
2: she works at a candy shop in grand central station and his stepdad manages an electronics store how are they how are they affording this and it's like oh this this trip out to the beach that's coming out of your clothes budget right like Close budget. You know what? You know what? Honestly, maybe this guy plays poker with the super all the time. Maybe he's got some sort of deal with the landlord. He could.
0: Yeah. He, mu- he wins often enough to not have to pay rent. Look at this guy.
1: His name is... what? What's his name? Is Gabe, Gabe Ugliani. Ugliano.
0: Yeah, Gabe Ugliani. Fucking... The worst
1: stepdad.
0: <laughs> In case you didn't know, we were supposed to hate this guy. I mean... He's
1: mobbed. No, he's mobbed up. He's sucking that gabagool, you
2: know? <laughs> That's the thing though. If you wanted to make him the most stepdad, you wouldn't make his first name Gabe. What's the most stepdad name you can think of? Because for me, it's Rick. Yeah. I was gonna say Richard. Yeah, yeah. Richard, Rick, yeah. Yeah. And and the problem is you wouldn't Dean. name the character that because that's his name. <laughs> this is my see... stepdad, Rick Ugliani.
1: <laughs> you know what's you know what's another stepdad name is Glenn. It's ugly Dick. But Glenn's like but Glenn is like a nice stepdad name, like the stepdad who's like mm-hmm. really trying.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's sweater vest
0: stepdad. Yeah. yeah. Rick is you know Disney movie villain stepdad. Like so, not, not, is tracksuit stepdad? Yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. Glenn is. I mean, is sweater, like, is, uh, like Parent Trap stuff. style nemesis.
1: Mm-hmm. Or the stepdad yeah. from the Santa Claus who was always wearing those fucking sweaters. <laughs> yes.
2: I, I think the stepmom in in Parent Trap actually did wear a tracksuit frequently. She did. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I yeah. only know because we watched this Wait, at camp is, last summer. Oh my
1: god! Who was the mom and st- Shoot, it was Missy um, Pyle.
0: Yeah. But this isn't Parent Trap. No, um, this is Percy Jackson and Gabe Ugliano. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's he he up goes home. He goes home. Um, and over the course of it, he's like, "Hey, hey, uh, Grover, are you looking out for the uh, for for kindly folk, or the kindly ones, or whatever?" Yeah no what what do you know about that you don't know anything about that like why do now motherfucker (laughs) and then they see the fates and they appear and they snip the thread of life and and like all right percy's gonna die now but he doesn't but he does but he doesn't die uh and like grover kind of toys around with that later uh and as it turns out it wasn't it wasn't percy's thread of life Nope, it wasn't. Um, Sure, it wasn't. No, because he goes home and Grover's like, Hey, my dude, I need to go to the bathroom. Wait for me, because I'm taking you home. And this fucking kid is just like, You know, I know I've gotten attacked by monsters, and I just felt like the reverberations in the universe when these three old ladies cut a piece of yarn, but like, I don't think I really need to go with you. I'm a scoot. And then he goes home, and he runs into his stepdad, who's a piece of shit, and, like, asks him for gambling money, um, despite Wait, were him all talk- being a child. Were y'all talking it- about the stepmom
1: from the Lindsay Lohan parent trap was Missy Pyle? Yes. yes. That is not true. It was Elaine Hendricks.
2: Oh. Really?
1: Yes. Wow. Okay. I... All right. My memory I've, I've is been, like. I've been, I've been looking that up.
2: Like. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah.
1: I get obsessed about this shit. Uh, because, especially because the Lohan Parent Trap was one of like the seven VHS tapes constantly circulating in the little VCR TV combo for our family road trips right alongside Disney's Hercules. So I know the shit out of that Parent Trap movie.
2: All right. And I, I was like, I no. Would've...
1: It's not Missy Pile. It is. That is. the. Uh, I I had to I had to look up who it was, but I was like, that is not Missy Pyle.
2: All right then. Um, but but uh, the dad in that was de- was the dad in that Dennis Quaid? Because I could have sworn that yes. he was. Okay. Yeah. At least that part of my memory yeah. is not fading. Um. That was peak Dennis Quaid. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he goes home and his stepdad's a piece of shit, and then his mom comes home and she's like, hey, you know, honey. I heard some things went down at school. Are you okay? And like, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm fine, mom. Don't worry about a thing. I didn't, I didn't witness a cosmic event earlier. Um, and she's like, hey, we're gonna go to the beach. Uh, and his stepdad comes in and is like, woman, I told you, I want bean dip. Bean no, dip. I'm gonna make you an F seven layer dip for the weekend so that we can go. Like, oh, okay. All right then. Every single fucking adult except for Percy's mom acts. Uh, Percy's mom and um, and Dilf Centaur uh, act like a fucking child throughout this entire yeah. uh, entire book so far, like like a like a four year old child. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> here's a quick
1: here's a really stupid quick aside. I'm sorry. I've been looking it up. Uh, Elaine Hendricks did uh, the likeness like face cap and mocap for like a Resident Evil game. Oh, wow. Resident Evil 5 Lost in Nightmares Resident Evil Resistance she plays oh. uh, Alex Wesker I guess probably related to the the Wesker guy and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm looking at like <laughs> I'm looking at digital Elaine Hendricks right
2: now and just being like my god I gotta <laughs> I'm, just, I'm falling down a rabbit hole I need a Resident <laughs> Evil Resident Evil 5 the best Resident Evil game not one that made ev- one one that made everybody happy and definitely had zero racism as a part of it definitely wasn't a wickedly racist resident evil game yeah but elaine hendrix
1: <laughs> christ oh my god um right uh, let's anyway. keep talking about this book
2: but, yes. but yeah so so percy and his mom go out to the beach they out to montauk um where she passed by dad. F- yeah where she met his dad and like you know by
1: the ocean where percy always feels at home yeah and, and you and, know Hansen. it makes percy he loves think the about ocean.
2: His- it makes Percy think about his dad. This this wonderful memory of of his dad smiling down at him in this like, wonderful, pale golden light. And it's like, okay, for what I, like my brain shot to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But that's just because of the like framing of that memory and the fact that they're in Montauk. But fuck, I need to rewatch that movie at some point. Yeah, it's, it's really very good. good. Does um,
1: he place in Montauk?
2: Uh, yeah, one of the like prevailing lines is meet me in montauk
1: no shit Mm -hmm.
2: um that's where they have their beach uh scenes anyway um but yeah so they go to this cabin and it's 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 great it's wonderful let's go to montauk when there's giant fucking storms happening with the ocean let's do that and then they wake up in the middle of the night and percy's mom just says hurricane and then suddenly there's a pounding at the door and Grover's there yeah. and he's like, It's right behind me, we gotta go. And they drive and drive and drive towards half uh, half blood Camp Half Blood. Uh, the Half Blood Valley in Long Island. Um, and Yeah, and, and and they're being chased by the Minotaur.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh. Casually, just chased by the Minotaur. Uh who
1: and just And just dancing around it so hard. Wearing wearing fucking tidy whiteies. It was a big man with a big, a bunch of hair on his face. It looked like a blanket. That's not a blanket. Oh, he's got horns. Oh, he's got some sort of head like a horse or a cow. But a body of a man, but the head of a cow. But the head of a man, but the body of a man, but the head of a bull. I wonder what kind of Greek mythological creature this is.
2: (laughs) The fact that he's wearing fucking tidy whiteies. So Rick Riordan didn't have to describe the Minotaur's dick. <laughs> is just ridiculous. It is hilarious. You didn't, you didn't have to at all. You could have said maybe just he was wearing
1: jorts. You didn't. You, <laughs> you didn't have hilarious. to. Or, or a loincloth or you something. Did, <laughs> a loincloth. You didn't have to mention what he was wearing at all. Nobody would have thought about that. I he's it, writing he his book and he's like, put they're gonna. He's he's writing the book, but he's like, they're gonna think about the Minotaur's dick. <laughs> Is it a man's dick or a, a, a bull's dick? Come <laughs>
2: on. I mean,
0: I mean, they're Tidy Whiteies. I mean, I'm pretty
2: sure Percy got a pretty good look at it, uh, uh, but.
1: Oh, yeah. You got Let's that, talk about you the Hulk's dick for a second.
2: <laughs> the Minotaur's in Tidy Whiteies, and he's,
1: like, you know, about to go in for the kill, so you know he's, like, half chub. So you're seeing that VPL, you know, the visible penis line.
2: Yeah, and. Yeah, and and then and then Percy's like, and then our car exploded. Oh, but wait, it actually didn't. And <laughs> very can't fucking goosebumps. get around the goosebumps. <laughs> I, I thought about that. Honestly, the the first page of this book kind of felt goosebumps to me too, a little. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, wish
0: I could pretend this was fake, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but fuck. Um, but yeah. So so he fights the Minotaur for a little bit, and then. The Minotaur knocks out Grover and crushes his mom. Just grabs his mom by the throat and just poofs her into golden light. Um, which is different from the like ash and sulfur that the monster turned into. Yeah, it's so also it's definitely different from not, a not her soul going to Elysium. Yeah. It is different um, from
0: a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different
2: from a corpse. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we get around, you know, him having to see his mom's body by just having her turn into golden mist. Uh, and when have when has golden mist ever gone poorly in a Greek myth? Oh wait, hold on. Uh which one of Zeus's children was conceived by a human woman and Zeus has a golden mist? I wanna say it was Athena? I thought Athena awesome. came straight out of his straight brain. Straight out of his She did come straight out of his brain, but at one point he I know he impregnated so no, he impregnated someone as a golden shower. <laughs> Cannot make that up. He yeah, he he impregnated someone as a golden shower.
1: He was really experimenting with some some kind of out there shit.
2: You think Poseidon's into water sports? Hey. <laughs> Fuck. Um and do
1: they they have inherited kinks (laughs) let's get into this we're gonna we're gonna get into it um but so you know what you know what gets into the minotaur is his own horn right in the guts Uh, Yeah. so percy Percy snaps it off percy's taken a life for the first time and the minotaur also just bursts into bursts into glitter or something i don't know is that good Oh,
0: oh yeah oh yeah he's killed before but they're monsters, okay, so their death is It's okay, permanent. they're
1: not really dead. They just respawn. Not your mom, though. She's, you know, she's in hell. <laughs> yeah,
2: they don't have souls, so they keep coming back. Like, wait, no, but shouldn't that be the opposite? If they don't have souls, they're dead permanently, but if they do have souls, they get reincarnated? No, n- no, no, no. They don't have a soul
1: that goes anywhere, so they just respawn back at home. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. But they, But they make it. He they and they got to dragon Grover, and nearly dead.
2: Yeah, and and as he's unconscious, like he hears he hears a he sees a girl feeding him buttered popcorn uh, pudding, and, and asking if he's the one. It's like reading that. I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is I why mean, they had aged a couple the kids up like that. The, you know, you this is up. this is the bit for why they aged them up for the movie, so that they could use this to create a love story instead of like. What I'm going to assume is like maybe a childhood crush that gets developed into a romance several books down the line. Um, Yeah, when they're 16 they can be in love, but when they're 12 it's like
1: Ponyo and Sosuke, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining fucking Percy Jackson running on top of
0: giant water fish.
1: (laughs) Percy loves ham! (laughs) Percy loves ham.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I've actually never watched all of Ponyo. Just like a honestly, bit. it kind of drags at, a, at a, certain points. I'm not surprised okay. you haven't seen the whole thing. <laughs> okay, but but yeah, after after being randomly asked, are yeah, what was it? she also asked, um, what he knows about oh, the dude, Summer the Solstice? One.
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know shit. I don't know what anything you're talking about.
2: <laughs> what the fuck are you feeding me? It tastes like the it tastes like the worst uh. Fucking jelly beans. I'm gonna slurp, slurp, (laughs) slurp this drink. Oh, there's
1: ice in it, but it feels warm like cookies. Like mom's cookies and all of the memories that I've ever cherished. It's like what are you fucking what's going on here? It's ambrosia.
2: Um, Yes, it is. It's ambrosia. Well, it was was it nectar. He was eating ambrosia. And drinking nectar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he he wakes up and there's Grover. (laughs) They straight up tell him later, like, yeah, no. If you if you were just a mortal and you ate ambrosia or drank nectar, you would burn from the inside out.
0: Like, <laughs> really hedged your bets you on have, that. Sh-
2: yeah, shouldn't you have not just like left that sitting next to me?
1: Like, yeah, what if I turned over and like drank too much? Because it was good, dude. It felt like all the love that I've ever experienced is what it yeah, tasted and, like.
2: And Grover even straight up said, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink any more of that." like how many how many kids have fucking died at camp halfblood because they either weren't actually a demigod or they had too much of that like what 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 was the process like for dialing in how much uh nectar and ambrosia the demigod kids can eat <laughs> here's
1: my an- here's my answer fucking Dionysus runs this camp and there's only like two of his kids there cuz they fucking found out the hard way you don't go slurping that down
0: yep yep that tracks yeah. Yep.
2: how long before <clears throat> how long before percy is going around the big house at camp half-blood and he finds the world's first dildo invented by dionysus <laughs> bro no it would be
1: Prometheus. Uh, i don't know let's workshop this Brometheus. prometheus like prometheus gave fire but then gave them the vibe vibrator and it's like...
2: No, no, straight up, uh, Dionysus invented the dildo in oh, is that uh, real? Greco-Roman mythology. Yeah. Oh wow, I did uh, not know because, that one. Because, yeah, as a as a reward for some mortal, he agreed to he agreed to let the mortal have sex with him, but the mortal died before their bargain could be completed, so he made a wooden replica of that mortal's penis and and fucked himself with it, to honor the agreement. Oh, that's so that great. sucks
1: actually. <laughs> It, I, thought, I a, thought what he was... It was polished I he wood, was, but... No, but, that yeah. sucks, actually. He fucked himself with the dildo that he made. I thought the whole... I thought the concept of that is what... He was going to make a dildo after his own dick and then mail it to the guy in Hades
2: to <laughs> get fucked with it. But, but yeah, no. Um, in in the world of Percy Jackson as well, most likely, Percy, Percy's hanging out with the guy who invented the dildo, which is an interesting person to talk to
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah so he so percy uh, wakes percy up.
1: wakes up and is like oh where am
2: i my mom's dead you get agree, kids over in the bit. arts and crafts like into the wood shop and it's just like i don't know i don't know why like i i even adjust everything like i haven't used the lathe or anything but it just keeps turning out it, it just keeps turning out into this like smooth cylinder and Dionysus mr d is just like uh yeah no um yeah i'll that's take weird. this mm. yeah let me
1: yeah let me let me look at this in my office
2: <laughs> you're uh you're you're banned from the woodshop
1: <laughs> dionysus fucking you know learns how to order a fleshlight oh these mortals will come up with anything <laughs> <laughs> hey zach my man have you ever found the aneros <laughs> prostate stimulators <laughs> that was my favorite that was my favorite voice acting in hades dionysus I was, was just like hey Zagman what's happening You hear about this thing the mortals came up with? It's called aspartame. It's like sugar, but it's not. I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah the the voice acting. My guy's just pounding diet soda. Yeah, Yeah. he's pounding diet sodas because he's he's been kicked out of Mount Olympus temporarily, and also he's not allowed to drink.
1: Yeah, he's on the wagon now. (laughs) Fucking Dionysus has got his thirty day chip.
0: Yep. And this is one of the few like middle grade novels where you get out explicit references to alcohol and like Percy yeah. mentions that yeah, I've been around adults when they're drunk. It's like yeah, and he
2: like he doesn't outright say that Gabe is abusive, but he does. But he does. Like doesn't. an an
1: awful like mean Guido, it's implied, you know. Oh, Oh, fucking... Speaking of the fucking alcohol references and stuff, like, at one point... So, like, uh, to catch people up a bit, like, the guy who runs the camp is Dionysus, and he's like, I'm stuck here, I just play Pinochle. And he watches over the Half-Blood Kids, and... He uh Percy goes to like you know goes to the cafeteria at some point and they're like oh I don't have a drink and they're like no you get one of these cups see, and you just like wish for whatever you want to drink non alcoholic of course and I thought if I was there there I'd be like all right give me no duels then if you're gonna be fucking specific about it <laughs> oh but what yeah. he does ask for he's like I want a cherry coke and it like fills up and he's like I want blue cherry coke and it becomes blue <laughs> and I that's when I realized so I'm just like did they have a tie-in where for like a period of time they were selling uh limited edition blue cherry Coke and go see Percy Jackson and the Olympiads now in theaters. Given how, pe-
2: how badly blue Pepsi performed, I'm going to say probably not. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe it was a dunk. Maybe that was a dunk on him. Maybe Percy Jackson was I like, actually uh, I want, I want blue cola actually, because what kind of fucking weirdo would do that? Like as a challenge to the cup, like he challenged <laughs> the cup to make something so ludicrous as a blue cola. Can I?
2: Do you think you could make some kind of clear cola?
1: I want a Zima.
2: I want I want, like, I want me,
1: orbits. I want Crystal Pepsi. Give me a vault. <laughs> original. Uh, give me an original. I want a, I want a up
2: Cherokee Red, and everyone looks at Percy like, "Dude, what? What? You want a what?"
1: <laughs>
2: no, it's a cherry soda. It is. It's a cherry vanilla soda, and uh, not not great iconography, um, but it is. But it is a cherry vanilla soda. It's real. Um,
1: give me an Ecto cooler. I want to like. <laughs> I feel like I, I wish. I really wish I knew more about discontinued beverages. Give me a Pepsi
2: Twist, the Pepsi that had lemon juice in it.
1: Ooh. A Fanta Pineapple.
3: Mm.
2: Give me one of those uh, fruity sprites.
1: <laughs> give me a cranberry sprite out of season. <laughs>
2: get me mountain dew uh, get me mountain dew inversion the lime lemon mountain dew it just tasted like lime (laughs) jello it was delicious Uh, give me a new coke
1: uh... (laughs) give me the original 7 up with lithium in it a holiday spice pepsi (laughs) give me some fruitopia
2: (laughs) oh fuck yeah fruitopia okay I had forgotten about that one I mean
1: if I were there I'd be like I want a ramune (laughs) Put the little glass ball in it.
0: Yeah, man, I want to go find one of those now. There's a ramen we place were... around the place around the corner. I guarantee you they have it. Uh,
1: my girlfriend and I popped into uh, an Asian supermarket in Pittsburgh recently and uh, found like a yogurt drink, which was delicious. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yogurt drinks are pretty common. What was it like? Was it a yogurt drink or was it like Yakult?
1: It was yogurt, I think. Or it, it wasn't like creamy, but it was like yogurt flavored. You know. I mean, I got, I literally, I got yogurt-flavored soju downstairs right now. Okay. I, but that's alcoholic, well, so you can't get it.
2: I, yeah. oh, I would absolutely, if we're talking about, you talking about Asian markets just makes me think, oh, yeah, no, I'd absolutely ask for some of the melon cream soda that I get anytime mm. we go to an Asian market.
1: I want a taro milk tea. You tell the Magic Cup, like, give me the original recipe Coca-Cola with cocaine in it, and everyone looks at it and be like, it's not
2: alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and Dionysus just looks at you like, Fucking genius. That's one Damn. of my kids. You're now one of my kid, kids,
1: aren't you? Now that kid knows what's up. You're an honorary son of Dionysus for that, Zagman.
2: Hey there, Zagman. How's it um, going? But yeah, he, he gets put into this cabin because he's he's undetermined. They, they can't figure out who his parent is, be, despite it being very clearly obvious. And, def- uh, so and despite put-
1: immediately getting bullied in the bathroom and having all of the water from all of the toilets come to his rescue...
2: Yep. yeah so he gets he gets put into um into hermes's cabin and you know there's there's 12 cabins here for the 12 olympians and it's like well i mean i guess there's more than that and they already say that you know you could be a demigod for a minor deity but okay sure why not yeah um
0: and,
2: but yeah like, no and he like... he meets he meets his camp counselor this 19 year old guy who everyone has a crush on um and it's just like, yeah, we don't have any more beds in here. So you'll just have to sleep on the floor. Like, okay. I mean, there's other beds over there. No, you can't use those because those are for other people. You have to be accepted into there. like, well, I felt like a weird calling to to the Poseidon one. Is that weird? Should I, Should is that important at all that I felt drawn to that one? No, no. no. You have to have an no, actual
0: sign from your parent. You yeah, have to actually give enough of a shit to say to everyone. Yep. That's mine.
2: We need a fucking literal symbol to appear above you before we can say, oh yeah, you're probably this, like, I'm sorry, but like, in a world where all of the descendants of a particular deity look the fucking same, you shouldn't need that.
0: Yeah. But whatever. Fine. Sure. Yeah. I think the implication is that if you're not claimed, well, uh eh, you can't really claim the right to be that God's kid because they they haven't said they want you yet. The gods are they, they don't shy away from the fact that the gods are terrible parents. Like absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
2: do think it's hilarious that they that they straight up say, "Yeah, no, the one for uh the one for Diana and the one for Hera. Those are those are symbolic they'd be upset if they didn't have one yeah Uh, but no one could possibly be in those uh meanwhile the one for zeus absolutely there could be ones for zeus because well zeus can't keep it in his pants uh yeah but apparently has been managing to with like one exception for the past like 60 years okay sure sure buddy i'm i'm pretty (laughs) sure zeus can't manage 60 seconds (laughs) I won't either in them, restraining himself is. or before ejaculation <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i i just appreciate it, the fact that like they have these empty cabins solely because the gods would the goddesses in question would be seriously offended if they didn't get a cabin at a summer camp i mean hera yes, yes. hera's petty as fuck yeah hera would care um, i don't know if artemis cares that much yeah, she comes up later. Probably not. Yeah. No, I don't know if we'll ever get Artemis to that. Has, point. Artemis
2: has Artemis has residence to her cabin, but it's just the it's it's just the fucking like promise ring girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does have we probably won't ever get mm-hmm. to these books, but she does have a whole group of huntresses who follow her. It's...
2: Actually, Vesta would Vesta would have a uh, a whole cabin full of promise ring folks, too. Yeah, like that would be the Vestal Virgins.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but they don't even mention Vesta. They mention this like nine-year-old mention. girl who's sitting by the fire tending to it. And it's like okay, like she's she's a child of Vesta. Got it. But or so do you mean Hestia? Hestia, Hestia's the Hestia, Hestia and Vesta are the same. Oh, of course
0: they are Greeks. <laughs> yeah. Does Half Blood? Do you think Camp Half Blood takes in Quarter Bloods? I don't. I think it may have been addressed at one point that. By that point, it's usually diluted enough that you're gonna be fine, probably. Yeah,
1: that's what that's what I would have thought.
2: Oh, it's just like being a Saiyan. If you're a quarter Saiyan, you can't turn super Saiyan. That's the only reason that Pan was never super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, makes... that's the reason. No other reason. Oh, fuck Dragon Ball GT. Uh, <laughs> interesting concepts, poor execution. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Camp Half-Blood. It's got weird things and a bunch of people in it. And he's in this place and he's like, Oh, I'm going to hold on to my Minotaur horn. I'm not going to leave it here because uh, Hermes is also the god of thieves. And it's like, oh, so this uh, so this person who sees all of these children waiting for years to be noticed by their parents recently toured Olympus and is the son of the god of thieves. He couldn't possibly have stolen the lightning bolt. No.
1: <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> Fucking, um, no, lost my train of thought.
2: Yeah, but, but whatever. Um, Percy meets this girl, Annabeth, and they get along moderately well. And, and also his bully. He has a bully here, and she's like the leader of the Daughters of Ares, and just like Ares, the second something doesn't go their way or they get injured in the slightest they run off like
0: punks yep yeah. <laughs> but now says them They with established
1: water. this they, they effectively uh translated the greek pantheon into tables in the cafeteria of different cliques mm-hmm. like yeah. you've got the apollo nerds over here the you know aries punks over there the, the apollo <laughs> the fe- kids
2: are the theater kids
1: yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) the theater kids the athena the athenas are nerds but like not geek nerds like serious studies nerds they're like the strivers you know they're going for ivy league um you know i was gonna say zeus jocks but that doesn't make sense also there's none of those kids here It just there's a zeus tree there is a zeus tree the, the, the fucking aphrodite cheerleaders that i swear they described as like and they're always just like doing up their hair and looking at their reflections and i'm like yeah Aphrodite was a lot of stuff and like vanity is one thing, but like really literal direct vanity like that. I don't know. That's not really quite how it is. There's like there's a supreme amount of viciousness. Like, let's see them. Mm -hmm. I think the bully could have been an Aphrodite mean girl, you know, like absolutely vicious, a real vicious queen bee. Mm
2: -hmm. And the annoying thing with that. Is also, like, they talk about how, oh, yeah, no, like, the Aphrodite kids and the, and the Demeter kids, they can leave when it's not summer because, you know, their powers aren't strong enough to actually affect people. I'm like, okay, Demeter, that makes a certain degree of sense. Like, unless, of course, you're going home to, like, Iowa, you're probably <laughs> not going to be as noticeable if you're not, like, hanging around fields and shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But Aphrodite's mm-hmm. kids, really? Are you going to tell me? Poseidon kids have control over water and like Artemis kids are expert strategists and Aphrodite kids aren't like supernaturally alluring. They don't literally turn heads when they go around. Poseidon, they don't yeah. draw attention to themselves. <laughs> I'm just going to send Poseidon's them off to kids. public
0: school.
1: F- fucking Poseidon's kids, like send them off to school in Kansas. What are they going to fucking do? Don't worry <laughs> about it. Aphrodite's kids, they're going to, tr- they're going to start shit. They're gonna mm-hmm. really cause a ruckus. Like it's gonna break bad. They're teenagers, for Christ's sake.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Well, that's what happens oh when God. Dionysus believe, is in charge. I can't
1: All believe. All the Ares kids are gonna go be fucking school shooters or something.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Kind of a lot of bit. Kind of a
1: lot of bit. You know, it won't say much, but those kids—they're playing Doom and listening to Marilyn Manson, so they've got Ares genetics, I guess. I don't know. It's fucking. <laughs> you know i just
2: you realized know? earlier we agreed that the best kids to be in this situation are the theater kids
0: yeah
1: i'm also kind of up there with dionysus they sort of play it uh you know they yeah, the play ad- si under kids. 21 yeah the what oh the, yeah that's ad- si kids they're yeah they're walking the, through the fields and the stuff's just growing and they'll be like dad's sober now he can't
2: like but but i found a joint in the bathroom." <laughs> oh yeah Um, and argus is argus is chief of security for this place because he's got eyes everywhere it's like that was yeah i get the the joke but like (laughs) also you know he's famous for actually being kind of a bad guard right like there's a reason he got turned into a peacock well
1: (laughs) you know nimrod is famous for being a good hunter so this shit happens
0: and building the city of nineveh and other things yes Yeah.
1: Nobody nobody remembers that city. <laughs> yeah. So, that- at this camp, they these kids are, you know, literally commencing war gaming are yeah. you know, studying tactics and, you know, the sword and the spear and the oh, and poor Percy is just like, "Oh, there's swords and shields and spears and axes, but none of these weapons feel right. If only there was something with like the spear is pretty cool, but like what if it had multiple points coming <laughs> off of it? That yeah. would be something." Okay, whatever.
2: The, the fact that he keeps talking about how the sword doesn't feel right in his hand kept feeding into that false memory I had of, oh yeah, his pen turns into a trident. like let's give this kid a, let's just give this kid a trident already. let's stop having him use a, a sword. let's give him a pole arm and see how he does. Mm-hmm. if
1: the if the it, pen manifested as like a sort of like general weapon, like a shape-shifting weapon, that like it's what you think it will be or what you like want it to be or something that there could be something to that and he thinks it's a sword because he sees everyone else fighting with swords and stuff and he's like oh i have a sword and it turns into a sword but it's like oh but it's not doesn't feel right you know like the balance is off until he finally like actualizes like his lineage or whatever and he's like i'm the son of poseidon i know what weapon that is and then the pen turns into a fucking trident he's like yeah that's the right one
2: Yeah, that That would would be a way more interesting way to do it, especially since then that raises the possibility that, like, can Poseidon just, like, not use most weapons? Because if if this sword, if this sword that was made for Poseidon originally feels good, but every other sword feels bad, is he just way less effective at using a normal sword? Maybe. Does Poseidon suck shit without a magic sword? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because you can't swing a sword under the ocean. I mean, yeah, that's the whole reason he should have the trident. Um, can't you? I mean, not well. Mm.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, I guess a spear I'd would be slow. better.
2: Yeah, it's the whole reason why in Pathfinder, uh, slashing and bludgeoning weapons do half damage underwater, but piercing weapons are fine.
1: Bludgeoning makes sense. Bludgeoning would like uh, would have more resistance, you know, more mm-hmm. you know, flat surface area and stuff. I feel like a sword would cut through pretty easily i gotta go do some experiments i'm gonna roll up to like the local ymca with a scimitar and and be like no i read it in a book i gotta figure out if this works or not
2: i mean there's a bit of diminishing returns if it's a slashing weapon that you're actually like trying to do a proper slash with there's going to be a lot more resistance and that's going to have the Mm. same effect uh but if it's like a dive knife that that's fine because it's such little surface area and such little resistance dive
1: knife i've never heard of that
2: they're like wicked important if you're going if you're going scuba diving (laughs)
1: Oh, I see him. I wish uh Percy Jackson would be like, uh yeah, the trident. I get it, but that's a little bit old school mm. and he's just got a harpoon gun. <laughs> if that was if that was a signature weapon, that would be super cool. I love a harpoon gun.
2: That would um I'd actually love to see that pen then get used as a litmus test for what god you're descended from. Like they just hand it down the line in cabin 11 just like, "Oh, okay." Cool, that turned into a Bident? Well then you're a child of uh you're a child of uh, Hades. Cool. Bident, did you a say? Bident, yes, yes, like a, a Trident but with two prongs. Mm-hmm.
1: I never seen that before. Oh but I get it. All right. It's got that <laughs> turns into the spear of Longinus and you're like, oh no, he's a weeb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Oh but yeah, no, it i I think it might make for an interesting litmus test if it worked like that, but it doesn't, so it won't.
1: Um, I mean, if, you know, if a kid, like, grabs it and it, like, turns into a goblet, hey, Dionysus. Yeah. Sip, sip, honey.
2: Turns into an owl. Uh,
1: it's it's Athena. You know, bow and arrow or something. Or I think Athena has had, like, shields and stuff. I'm totally yeah. just going off of Hades rules.
2: No, she she has. Um, Aegis is her shield, technically. Oh, uh, yeah. If it turns into
1: a scythe, we can talk about, uh... Demeter, mm-hmm. turns that into a Caduceus
2: cool staff. That. You're a child Man. of Caduceus. You're not a child of Hermes. It's a different thing. God damn it!
0: <laughs> now that would be better than waiting for the gods to actually give a shit. Yeah, sure would. But too bad we have to wait and wait and wait. Yeah, because okay, at what that point, kind of
2: child hangs around? uh anticipating contact from their absentee parent what kind of child would do such a thing i certainly wouldn't have <laughs> it's an <laughs> absolute for the listener uh, i have a i i there's that's a joke at my own expense yeah which is why i like the beginning of this
1: book it is totally just like drawing kids in with the mm-hmm. like in what like are you alienated in some way uh here's like, a fictional world you can slot yourself into that, like, makes sense of certain things.
2: Oh, they also talk about how there's satyrs in every school keeping an eye out for kids. But yeah, also, I didn't most like of that. your teachers are monsters. Yeah, I did not like that. Mm-hmm. Most of your teachers are secretly monsters. That's why they're awful. Teachers are terrible. And, and the, the fact that Rick Rune apparently Satan used himself. to be a teacher... Yeah. Like, what? Really? What? Really? You... Okay. Alright. Like Rick, like maybe this... you think
0: you're Mr. Brunner, but you could actually be Mrs. Dodds, like
2: Yeah. <laughs> I I will say I love the fact that they talked about uh Mr. Brunner being a teacher for centuries. And they're like, mm-hmm. didn't that get boring? He's like, no, never boring. Uh at times deeply depressing, but never boring. So it's like felt that. Yeah, no, that was written by a teacher. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Felt that in my
2: Ooh. soul. <laughs> like but also yeah, so, yeah that's what a career in education will do <laughs> so
1: this this teacher though who turns out to be the freaking chiron the centaur and trainer of heroes like he's sort of like full timing at this camp but like he was also the teacher at percy's school like for how long
2: uh just that just that uh here Oh okay. He was, so he they was were... brought in because they thought Percy might be a child of one of the big 3. Okay,
1: so they were already on to him for a while. Okay, that makes more sense. And that also explains why like the algebra teacher was one of the fucking Furies.
2: Yeah, um so the Percy talks about how his first week at school there was a different Latin teacher and then uh I, Chiron showed up and was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm the Latin teacher, of course." Yeah, oh, and they have this. Always have so they
1: have this. So they have this mist thing that is like the catch-all for like, "Look, don't worry about it." Uh, the logistics and the perceptions of normal Muggles is totally covered up. But it's like, what it's, happened to that teacher? he doing right now? Thing. Did he get it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the, the, the neuralizer. Mm-hmm. It's the neuralizer, but like, what happened to that teacher that he replaced? Is that teacher doing okay? Like he he did, said yeah, he did
2: persuaded the, the teacher to, to leave. And and I'm just saying, did he also persuade if you're a Latin did, teacher at a boarding school for rich kids in upstate New York, that is a cushy fucking gig. Mm-hmm. That's gonna take some convincing. Yeah, did yeah. he also
1: like air quotes persuade another school in upstate New York to like hire an extra Latin teacher? Because you sent that man out into the wilderness. <laughs> Also, how
2: did they get their hands on a new math teacher within minutes? Did they persuade someone passing on the street to just now be a math teacher at this school? Also, Chiron left at
1: exactly the same time because he had to, like, go do the camp now with Percy. So two teachers, at least, just totally vanished from that school. And the one of them, they're just like, no, we never had her. Oh, shit. Why is there a big hole in the schedule here? We've got to rearrange these curriculums. (laughs) Like there's another algebra teacher in that at that school that like suddenly has double the class size and he doesn't know why.
0: See, that sounds more like public school. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: there you know why. It's because administration decided to lay off half the teachers. (laughs) Yep. And you don't have a strong union.
0: Yeah.
1: And the funding's gone down again because the cops need another helicopter.
0: Yep.
2: Um, So anyway, it's weird. Oh yeah. So that, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, back at Camp Half Blood, they're preparing for the camp wide capture the flag game between. We're playing. The, uh, quit between I mean, quit <laughs> between Quidditch. the two uh, different cabins the... that are gods of war, kids. Yeah.
0: Oh, can I just point? Uh, we kind of skipped over the the dinner thing. I thought it was. They have they have like a, a dinner. Everyone's organized by table according to house. I mean, parent and, uh, but before they eat, they have to ha- give an offer. Not house offering. cabin. It's a cabin. Yes, cabin. They give they have to give an offering to the gods in the big bonfire in the middle because the gods like the smell. Yeah, but fucking that was one of the biggest things that that Prometheus did was be
2: like, "Hey, you don't have to give the best shit. You can give just any part. You can give the worst shit. It's fine." And that was one of the things that got Zeus so fucking pissed off at Prometheus was he was like, no, fuck you. They shouldn't be giving me the garbage and keeping the good stuff for themselves. I don't they want just any shit. Stuff.
1: <laughs> I want the prime rib. How I dare you the give them put, fire and metal and in the, the ability, ability to choose what
2: cuts of meat they give me.
1: <laughs> but this at that point what? it was too late. Oh, no, they already have it. Sorry, they already have the fire.
0: And he was like, well, I'm going to have your guts torn out by a vulture or whatever. See, this is why Adonai in the Old Testament says, please. yeah, yeah, it has to be an unblemished perfect animal. Cut the fat off and drain the blood and then then it's a good sacrifice. Choice cuts. But anyway. So, they have... Shit.
1: I just realized it's raining really hard outside and Uh, I left the lawnmower out there.
0: It'll be fine. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's raining here, too. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, um, hold on. Maybe it's raining here, too. (laughs) You don't get rain, Miles. Uh. No, I really don't. (laughs) You don't.
1: There's storms. Over the course of this whole book, there's, like, storms just, like... Hanging around, mm-hmm. doing different yeah. shit. A and record just number like, oh, of the... people
2: have gone down in small aircraft over the last couple months. What the fuck? How is this not like a... Major news? What the... And New like, York has storms... been having wildfires. Storms New York are... Is not... storms are... It... New York's not a climate that really works with wild fl- wildfires very well.
1: Increasingly uh, lethal meteorolo- meteorological phenomena... Because uh, Zeus and Poseidon are fighting because they're approaching the deadline for when they need to resolve this stolen lightning debacle. And it's just like, oh, a bunch of people are just dying. And they're like, I think at some point they mentioned like, oh, and maybe that's just climate change. But also the gods are making weather go
2: kill people.
3: Oh, it, no. This
2: sucks. This is bad, dude. It, are we going to get Rick Riordan in like 10 years? Is Rick Riordan going to be a climate change denier? Probably not, right? Probably not because he's not really in the public image that much, you know. No. Like, does I mean, he? He is a little bit.
1: Yeah, but he's not like he tr- a prominent like youth author like Twitter weirdo. At least he... as far as I've heard. No, he's, he's relatively does... active on he's Twitter. Fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he tries to be good. Like, yeah, he has this whole Th- thing. That's called... the impression I have gotten. Yeah, he has this whole thing called Rick Riordan Presents, where he endorses books by. You know, by authors who are doing their own cultural mythology from non-European cultures, and and or endorsing new authors who are just trying to get in. So, and having um, LGBT representation, and then saying to parents who try to ban the books, um, no. So, so he yeah. tries. That's least. pretty cool. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a little
2: based, it sounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. No, Th- this this specific little bit was just like. Is this uh? Is this gonna be the recipe for how we explain that climate change isn't real in the Percy Jackson universe? It's just the gods <laughs> it's fighting. Just the gods. I mean,
1: I think he's I think he's smart enough in real life to be if I mean, when was this written? Like, where two thousand
0: five? Like that, Climate
1: yeah. climate change wasn't regarded as that serious back then, and Lord knows it's not enough now. But uh, back then, it was just sort of like something you could say, like that. It it fits well into the little like logistics for like why isn't the American military industrial complex doing something about Zeus? And it's like, well, because they don't know and they have a bunch of other things to blame it on.
2: Yeah, Ares is... Ares is uh, part of the cabinet. This shit had big energy like that fucking... This shit had big
1: energy like that Wonder Woman movie where it's just like, hey, it's World War One, And she's like, oh my goodness, all this warfare. It must be the doings of Ares. And then at some point it's like, oh... This is just sort of the state of things. There's a lot of like geopolitical factors that are leading to a war. This uh, industrially brutal. Uh, so war is kind of actually in the hearts of man. And she's like, oh no, I'm learning something that like the gods aren't in control. Oh wait, there's Ares. He is doing it. He is making World War One happen.
2: Yeah, that the cheapening of that bit is. Is, is really fucking awful. I mean, but it's, he's
1: not the scary German. He's actually the austere Englishman who's making
2: war happen. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as the fucking, like, attempting to retcon the murder of those Palestinian children in Wonder Woman 84. Woof. <laughs> Wait, what? That, you know, I didn't see it. Gal Gadot, Gadot. I don't remember if it's actually you pronounce the T. Yeah, or not?
1: Gal, Gal Gadot, big IDF, uh, pop culture figurehead like has this dramatic like swooping in to save a couple you know muslim kids from a couple
2: palestinian kids uh and straight up it it was inspired by a real life murder of real life palestinian children that people got upset at the idf for uh wow and i believe gal gadot defended the idf no, and has tracks. vocally many, many times uh, because yes, she served I mean, in it as any as, the- as any Israeli citizen would, um, yeah. and it's it's fucking disgusting. It's absolutely mm-hmm. gross. It's it's the grossest thing in that movie, even more so than the horrific consent uh, s- plot around Steve Trevor being inside a different person's body that she has sex with. Or also That's that horrific, disgusting, and gross. Also that
1: horrific Catwoman CG. My goodness. Yeah, um, uh, d-
2: I. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. I, I'm, but I'm how, not going to conflate that, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, but how is it's it that we don't funny. know, for instance, that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict isn't just like the you know, downstream of the warring of two Greek gods, because oh. as we find out, you know, the reason the big three Zeus, Poseidon and Hades, the three massive brothers of the Greek gods, you know, the reason they're not like allowed to have kids anymore. They've all agreed to not have kids. You know, they've all agreed to not like go down and in a cherub- charitable interpretation, fall in love with and have kids with mortal women. Yeah. That's so that that's such description a charitable inter- charitable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> letting them off so fucking easy for Greek mythology's sake. Um, the reason they just the reason they don't do that anymore is because their kids are so strong that uh they become world leaders and then did World War Two. You know,
2: yeah. yeah, World War. I think II World War Two between... wouldn't have
1: happened. Ex- yeah,
2: World War Two was between a child of Zeus and a child of uh, and and a child of Hades because and we'll and we'll let you decide which is which. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was it was very strange. No, they did say that like the children of Zeus and Poseidon prevailed at the end of World War II, and I'm like, so, so what are we talking here? Are we talking about the Soviet Union that prevailed? Like, like actually defeated the Nazis? Uh, were they the children of Zeus and Poseidon? Are we talking about the... Are, or are we talking about, like, the Americans that prevailed in the sense that America became the global uh empire and hegemon that like you know reinstituted a lot of you know colonial capital and fascist structures across the world you know with literally the help of nazi collaborators and nazis uh but like whose kids were they it's the geopolitics of this are not it seems like they're yeah. not really going a lot of places
0: yeah.
1: but um yeah. the point but the point is it wasn't a lot of uh economic and political factors leading to uh genocides and global war it was because the kids of the greek gods were too powerful that's what that's what caused world war ii Mm
3: -hmm. world war one was
1: just some other stuff yeah world war one was just some other stuff we don't need to pay attention to that but world war ii now that was the greek pantheon Yeah.
2: yeah the fact that they drew the i'm sorry but if you're a book that's talking about like bloodlines and like secret race things and 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 centered around a special camp and then you draw a plot connection directly to world war ii look i'm sorry there is that's a Uber bad mensch, and that's that's gods. some bad that's some bad connections don't yeah, be doing
0: that that's something you just don't look
1: There just there is yeah. a separate group of people that are more that are stronger and more powerful and fundamentally better than normal mortal humans because they have the superior genetics of the gods. Yeah. Anyway, um, but no. these are the good ones, though, so
2: it's all—it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, and,
2: the the only thing that can stop a bad guy with an a bad demigod with a nuke is a good demigod with a nuke. Yeah.
1: You know, and work. they and. So we're getting into the world building of this because the world building is so weird and they talk about like, well, some kids that are like half-blooded demigods, they go out and, you know, they realize they're, you know, they activate their mutant X gene in their teens and they get murdered immediately by monsters. That sucks. That's what happened to, uh, I wish in the book they said like, uh, yeah, that's what actually happened to, oh God, please help me remember the name of that murdered girl. The most famous murdered girl.
2: Tree. What?
1: Oh, shit. Never mind. Okay oh gabby Pinelope. look it doesn't matter okay my brain fucking stopped um but a lot of the demigods if they can survive and stuff you know they're just like powerful and strong and charismatic and accomplished and competent and they can do all of this stuff and so like who do we think that those are in the world like all like You know, major historical figures might be... We we can speculate that any major historical figure in the real world is some sort of demigod. I'm going to say Nelson Mandela, son of Athena. Right off the top of my head. I'm going to say there was... Even Chiron talked about, like... Chiron is the famous trainer of demigod heroes, such as uh, Hercules and Jason of the Argonauts. And skip, 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 dot, 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 to the present day. So I thought, what was the intervening demigod heroes that chiron might have trained and i thought right off the top of my head bruce lee
2: yeah hmm. what do
1: y'all think y'all got any ideas about that i think that's
2: neat yeah um hmm yeah because they do they do talk about how like oh there's plenty of famous people who were demigods and you wouldn't believe it if we said it some of them don't even know it's like okay yeah all right
1: uh, I'm, I'm sorry my brain stopped when i was trying to think of murdered girl i was thinking of john Ramsey. Ramsey. oh uh... it just came back to me Oh boy, the, the, um, this this bit is I, I making think, no sense. I think, Let's
2: leave it. I think Gary Busey is a child of Ares, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Willem Dafoe, child of Hephaestus, just in that face. Sorry to say, God bless him, a great actor, huge dick apparently. That's that's uh, big Hephaestus literal, vibes not
2: not in terms of acts, uh, uh, yeah. in, in not in terms of actions. It's. Yes. Um, oh yes he
1: um, no michael Phelps, by he, he anatomically has a huge dick is what i mean
0: <laughs> yes hmm i guess you know no celebrities were harmed and kind of like when in men in black you know dennis rodman's an alien yeah oh i yeah. love that shit and,
2: <laughs> andy warhol was an undercover agent <laughs>
0: Which, you know you what? Honestly, all, uh, I did appreciate that. Artemis, the the third Men in Black movie wasn't it.
2: amazing, but that but that single individual moment of uh, you gotta get me out of here, man. I'm running out of ideas. I'm painting soup cans and banana peels, and they, and they still love it. <laughs>
1: I didn't see that part, but that is a great bit. I mean, you can make all sorts of things like, you know, Genghis Khan, Son of Ares. Oh, wait, no. He's not in the Western civilization, oh, so right. yeah. he doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But What... I I think I think now might be a good time to try to figure out what Western civilization means to these people. Yeah.
0: See, that's yeah. That was the problematic. Like, okay, in two thousand five, talking about the heart of Western civilization needing to be kept alive didn't have the connotations it has now. Because there. In in the year of
1: our Lord, in the year of our Lord, Hephaestus, twenty (laughs) twenty one. There's a lot of discourse around the maintenance and survival of Western civilization that has a big tint of uh, white nationalism mm-hmm. and like weird abstract, you know, the guys that post like a uh, Norman Rockwell painting of a family going to church and they're like, why can't America be like this anymore? And it's like, okay, well, that's fictional, but um, like a, an abstract understanding of what Western civilization is, which is like post enlightenment era rationality that like led to capitalism and you know the neoliberal state we're living in right now and enlightenment era is a really flattering term for whatever that is um so it's a big broad concept that like none of us are really equipped to talk about myself especially goddamn that in 2005 when the guys writing this book they're trying to figure out they're tr- they're trying to establish like okay well we're talking about Greek gods but our character is an American kid because that's the market. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Percy starts asking, why are the Greek gods why are the Greek gods like involved here with America? Almost like he's about to ask like, well, wasn't America, wasn't this continent originally like settled and lived in by a different culture with our own whole pantheon of Spirits and deities, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't think about that too hard. Um, and Chiron says, "Was this Chiron, or was this a Mr. D? I can't remember." Um, Percy, what you call Western civilization? Do you think it's just an abstract concept? No, it's a living force, a collective consciousness that has burned bright for thousands of years. The gods are part of it. You might even say they are the source of it, or at least they are tied so tightly to it that they couldn't possibly fade, not unless all of Western civilization were obliterated. You know, obliterated by cultural Marxism, uh, drag queen story time, and the reducing population of whites—the death of Western civilization. Yeah, uh,
2: it's, and it's <laughs> it's it's got some very it's got, it's some got weird connotations. Yeah.
1: I think it had some troubling implications then, and nowadays mm-hmm. it's just all the much sharper. Um, and so there's the question of just like, well, wait, how did the Greek gods get from Greece? Like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, to here in America. And he goes on uh, The gods simply moved to Germany, to France, to Spain for a while. Wherever the flame was brightest, the gods were there. They spent several centuries in England. All you need to do is look at the architecture. La-di-da. Look at the statue of. Er- of course, they are now in your United States. Look at your symbol, the eagle of Zeus. Look at the statue of Prometheus in Rockefeller Center, the Greek facades of your government buildings in Washington. I defy you to find any American city where the Olympians are not prominently displayed in multiple places. So, the American Protestant British colonial forces of the founding fathers of America and their, like, obsession, and the following centuries of of obsession with neoclassical Roman architecture. Uh, This is actually because the heart of the Western gods moved to a different continent that they... And the way he talked about like, oh yeah, they moved to like France and then spent a couple centuries in England and then America. So I'm like, I'm sorry, are, are we talking about empire? Are we talking about colonialism and like world domination? Is that like Seems. the spirit
2: of the West? Is that what we're talking about? Well, wow. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you also I have to consider, was... honestly, that explanation rang like so much goddamn national treasure that I had to look it up and it's like, oh yeah. National treasure came out in 2004 i i think yeah. uh i think good old richard may have taken some inspiration when finding a uh when when finding a little bit of an explanation problem
1: you know ben franklin yeah. was a child of zeus so it's no wonder why yeah that, neoclassical that's, that's the architecture is the all gold, government the, buildings. The,
2: the the key and the and the kite that ah, was actually him, i didn't even do him that. getting a
1: sign from zeus <laughs> i didn't even set that up that that was totally coincidental you're right uh, but george washington was a son of uh, Ath- athena, athena for his brilliant military strategies yeah his cornwall his jackson his a brilliant son strategies
2: of Ares. that he was totally responsible for and wasn't mostly lafayette and von steuben abraham lincoln was a child of apollo and martin
1: luther king was actually the child of i don't even know where to go with this one <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe we should drop that yeah. one.
0: Yeah.
1: Every notable historical figure is actually the demigod of a Greek god character. And you know what's weird? They try to like backdate this. Like they even have a conversation about like, well, what was it before there were these gods, you know, cuz there was the age of titans. And he was like, yeah, that was actually the fourth age and he was like, what was one through 3? And they're like, yeah, nobody kind of know nobody knows, you know. It's like it's, that's way old. That is co- the, that's the age cosmic of darkness. history.
2: No nothing nothing came before uh Greek civilization like Really? Well, he he they, I, I think I always they implied said, that stuff. There
1: was stuff that did come, but like nobody knows, like there weren't records kept or something. And I was thinking just like, "Oh, it's the because he they even talk about like, yeah, in the future we're currently in like the Age of the West, but like who knows how long the Age of the West is going to last? Like not forever cuz nothing can." And I was just like, "Percy, you have to link the flame, prolong the Age of Fire in the West."
0: <laughs> it just... I interpreted it uh, interpreted it as a Specifically, Western like Western civilization hadn't dawned yet, and like Europe was dark. But I don't know. But like the know, Titans it's...
2: held dominion over primal forces, and like they the did. age of darkness prior to that is part of the creation of the world.
0: Yeah, like this was but, but, not thought through. Is this? Oh, yeah. I mean, wasn't. is this like?
1: Is this like you know a couple? You know, 100 billion years after the Big Bang where, like, it was still a lot of primordial soup, like, stray gases flying around the universe trying to coagulate into, you know, stars and such. Or is this, are we, is the Age of
2: Titans, are we talking about dinosaurs? Like,
1: what the fuck is going on with this?
2: I mean, I'd love for them to go down to, uh, go down to Tartarus and see the imprisoned Titans and it's just like a fucking hadrosaur. But <laughs> I don't think that's where he's going to go with it.
1: Um, Just some, some really baffling shit going on. And, you know, the thing is, because this is... It's a book written in 2005 about stuff that relies on, like, ancient Greek stuff, which is, like, thousands of years BC or something. Like, I was trying to figure it out. Like, they sort of use Greek and Roman semi-interchangeably through this book, and I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't there like centuries in between
2: these two? Yeah. And uh no, they were. I mean, they were contemporaries. Uh, okay. Um,
0: yeah, although, okay, Greece, uh, ancient Greece, as we envision it, like the time of Socrates and everything, did predate the Roman Empire, but they did go concurrently. Rome ate Greece. Yeah it 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 predated
2: it predated the like centralized Roman Empire, but I thought there was still like a large collection of city states throughout Italy at that point um, and
0: look none rome of us are historians
1: yeah. i for well, sure do not know a fucking thing about this i mean this.
0: yeah i guess there were the um, etruscans but and also, all that yeah but
2: but also like i i distinctly remember from latin class it, it us getting that historical bit of like yeah no in both in, in both rome and in greece there was there was a running joke and like uh cultural i guess gag almost like oh wow kid can't make it gonna have to go to greece or kid can't make it gonna have to go to rome because the romans looked down on everything the greeks uh prioritized and the greeks looked down on everything the romans prioritized like if you were a kid who gave a shit about bureaucracy and like governmental structure in greece fuck off go to rome if you were a kid in rome who gave a shit about the arts fuck off go to greece
1: interesting there is... For some reason i thought they were like I, th- I thought it was the difference between like uh you know it's called jurassic park but some of these dinosaurs came from the cretaceous era <laughs> there was like millions of years in between yeah. that sort of thing i had like yeah. that impression about like the mixing of you know greco-roman
0: cultures yeah there is a yeah there is a whole um se- the second series after this one is about the roman side of things and they mix yeah
1: and yeah. What do the Percy Jackson books have to say about uh, the Ottoman Empire? Let's go mm. into it. <laughs> um, they made some good glass. Oh, I loved playing that in... I loved seeing that city in Assassin's Creed, whichever one that's... That fucking <laughs> I
2: is. think that was the first one. Yeah. So, so That was the was one set during the Crusades.
1: No, it was okay. Assassin's Creed Revelations. You went to Constantinople. Speaking of things affecting the course of history...
0: Yeah, capture the flag there's...
2: game. And... Yeah, the capture the flag game where the uh, the Athena side has a has a strategy and a plan that gets executed, and the Ares side just bum rushes. You gotta just brutalizes. Uh huh. Yeah, they they go and they try and attack uh, Percy, and it don't work because he is standing in a creek. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they pushed him so into the water, and he's like, stupid. "Oh, now I'm supercharged with water
2: powers." <laughs> he should just walk around all day with wet socks. Yeah, absolutely. Always superhero because he's got wet socks. Oh my yeah, god! Just, what a big, if, uh... like, just
1: a huge water bottle, and just dump it on your head, and be like, "I'm healed immediately." Refresh, and just beat everyone's asses.
2: I'm. I'm just now thinking of Doctor Horrible's uh, fucking sidekick, Moist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn. Oh, God. That's, You're dusting that's, off some old neurons in my brain uh, thinking yeah. about Dr. Uh, Horrible. Christ.
2: That's that's Percy Jackson's future, is to just be moist. <laughs> he's a superhero, but only when he's wet. Oh, my God. He's the opposite of uh, fucking Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. He's a oh, superhero, yeah. but only when he's wet.
1: <laughs> that's a great
2: comparison. Yeah. Hold on. When did Unbreakable... Okay, Unbreakable came out in 2000. So, actually, that... <laughs> I love the idea of Rick Roden watching unbreakable and being like hmm he's only a superhero when he's dry you know I could make the opposite of this
1: I think it's a f- I think it's a fair you know I'm gonna create a superhero weakness to be like it's superman but he can drown that's it Ugh,
2: that movie's that movie's weird uh but yeah, I like anyway it. yeah so they have this capture the flag game the Ares kids try and beat up percy and it doesn't work really because he's standing in a creek and then and then they fuck him up worse oh no then he gets attacked by a hellhound um and he gets fucked up because he's not standing in a creek so they bring him over to the creek and then he starts to heal up and a trident appear uh, a symbol of a trident appears above his head and i i can't picture anything but the fucking poseidon boon, uh old pop-up thing from hades (laughs) yeah and it's so dumb. Like, that's the sign. It's really, a literal fucking sign mm-hmm. popped up over their heads. That's yep. what you need for this. Yeah. it's As if there weren't I'd, fucking clues the entire time.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I like Spell to Spell it out for them. It's a trident. <laughs> I like to think that, you know, Zeus had a daughter and everyone knew about it, and Poseidon's just sitting there waiting, waiting, just like, <laughs> sends out the sign like a big middle finger. Zeus, like, yep, I made one too. What are you gonna do about it? But
2: yeah, it's, he, it's... Poseidon. Poseidon uh, got with Percy's mom like two years after Zeus's kid was even born. Yeah, he's been playing the long game. Yeah, <laughs> he has I guess. Because yeah. that's oh, the thing about this. That we, that's what we find out
1: about this about this agreement between the uh, the big three, no one, Zeus, it. Poseidon, and Hades. Is that like as soon as one of them does it and. I think you know it's gonna be Zeus, cause like the the man cannot stop yeah. nothing. Uh, the the rest of them are just like, well, fuck, I'm gonna do it again. What the fuck? If he's not doing, it, what the fuck am I gonna be chased all of a sudden?
2: Oh yeah, and and Dionysus got fucking condemned to Camp Half Blood for who knows how long. Because even he, worse, he got condemned because, to because sobriety because he a, he tried to fuck a wood nymph, and it's like, oh yeah, because none of you have ever done that. <laughs> they're fucking wood nymphs they're free fucking game dude like who's gonna get mad if you bone down on a wood nymph zeus probably wanted annabeth straight up says like don't worry about the naiads. they're just huge flirts like that's the whole point of nymphs is that you just fuck the nymphs why is that a problem?
1: Yeah, they'll like trap and devour, you know, mortals and humans and stuff. But like, I mean, I
2: mean, Zeus. Zeus is the one who got upset about it. Maybe Zeus was just mad because he because he was fucking. He's jealous. Yeah, I think that. he's jealous. That bitch is on no, no- November. He's not,
1: you know, <laughs> hanging out with any nymphs. Yep. pollinating some fucking flowers. Gonna be a fucking pussy because he's got his wife breathing down his neck. That lady's yeah. crazy. She'll stab you right up the throat.
0: Oh, I. Ah, oh, we—I don't even know if we see Hera in this. She comes up later in the series, and oh, she's very interesting. Yeah, we don't get anything with Hera so
2: far in this book, but it's good to know that we'll get something with her because she is the person who scares me the most in the yeah, entire. Legitimately Greek pantheon. Yeah, legitimately terrifying.
0: Oh yeah, but but yeah, Percy's been
2: claimed. He has, and that means he has to go on a quest to to retrieve Zeus's master bolt uh that has the force of like 20 hydrogen bombs great cool this is a good normal thing yeah send a 12 year old to go and get
3: yeah like no The the
1: stakes went up so high at this point like i think chiron even talked about like percy you have to save western civilization if zeus and poseidon go to war there will be millions of deaths there's going to be nuclear war, Percy. You have to avert nuclear war. It's 2005, Percy. You have to avert nuclear war. And he's Sir, like, I'm in the well, grade, I, it's it's
2: just, I, I, I just learned how, how to play volleyball with a bully. Yeah, and there can only be three of them sent on this quest. Like, no. No, this is not a quest you send three people on. This is a quest you send everybody on. Like, the three fucking children. half-bloods... The, the, the three half-bloods that are incompetent adults. children. Three 12-year-olds. Yeah. You send you send the half-bloods that are adults to and hey maybe you don't let percy pick the people he brings with him maybe you make sure that that 19-year-old who is leading everyone and is the only accomplished warrior here maybe he should go and you yeah. know you don't suspect that he stole the lightning bolt even though he definitely did so so yeah send him yeah
1: the stakes uh... could not be higher and they tell these three children to be like all right go take a bus to california don't die. Try yeah, to steal... Yeah. St- oh, the steal... entrance to the
2: underworld and <laughs> is in L.A.
1: Like, all right. Yeah, it's the La Brea Tar Pits. Look, <laughs> hey, you children, go do a cross... Look, you're 12 years old. You can't even drive a car. Go do a cross-country road trip and venture into hell to steal a nuke. Wouldn't... And then bring it back here, and then the world won't be destroyed. Thank you very much. Don't fall in love on your way there.
2: Also, Wouldn't don't send Percy do on this quest because his mom just died don't mm-hmm. send him on a quest into the underworld how the i mean okay he's so Huber's, he's Huber's so compromised because then he starts asking
1: he starts asking yet, everybody so about like has anyone ever gotten somebody out of the underworld and they're like no nobody did orpheus got pretty close but like nobody can't don't even try it percy why are you looking at me like that i know what happened to your mom don't try it and he's like i'm oh, fine i won't i'm just gonna yeah. think about it non-stop until we get down there and nope. then make a really bad decision
0: no one even helps him process this whole loss no like yeah. his, my always traumatized. His he watches
1: mom he watches mom explode in the glitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, also yeah. I wanted to add that the um the reason they sent th- and this is ha- uh, this is very much a hand wave, but there is a rule of 3 that quests have that if more than Oof. 3 demigods get together their fortune run- starts to run out. And it happens in later books where like they decide, you know, fuck that, we need everybody and things go sideways.
2: Okay, yeah. but only 2 of those 3 are demigods. One's I know, a, one's a That's fine.
0: He doesn't count. They could send another one.
1: Yeah, he's uh, fine. He's clean. He's Literally satyrs are in every single school in America. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, I just one thing that I was wondering about. Why does he have to wear a disguise if Mist hides everything? Is it to hide from the monsters? They're going to smell yeah, him anyway. Yeah, it
2: it doesn't make any sense. The the whole mist thing doesn't make sense because later on someone remarks on Percy's sword because
3: mm-hmm.
2: Percy gets this sword and like, Oh, he goes and talks to the Oracle and the oracle's actually like a living mist inside this shriveled husk of a woman. And like, yeah, okay, sure. Creepy. Whatever. Yeah, it was real creepy. It didn't need to be, um, <laughs> but like, all right, cool. We get this prophecy and, and he doesn't share the whole prophecy with Chiron because he's an idiot. Bad idea. Um, and Chiron also doesn't share his whole prophecy because miscommunication is a key part of stories. Mm-hmm. You have to have people refuse to communicate, especially when prophecies are involved. What could possibly go wrong?
1: They don't know what's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm just... I got a prophecy, but I'm keeping it a secret for myself. Great. Excellent idea. Can't wait to see how this turns out.
2: Like. Because you know they, that it's so, just saved for a dramatic reveal later. Like, never
1: So yeah. the, they, they introduce, like, The Mist. Oh, it's from The Iliad. Oh, you haven't read The Iliad? Um, it's the coverall explanation for muggles. Don't worry about them. They're not paying attention. They're not going to see you because their brains are like this in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I made a note of this. Uh, Chiron said cell phones were traceable by monsters. If we used one, it would be worse than sending up a flare. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we are. So we are twelve-year-olds going on a cross-country road trip with monsters chasing us and like no other supervision of like more powerful or like defensible people. And you're doing aside from all of the Greek mythology bullshit. If a story was going to send three year twelve-year-olds on a cross-country road trip, that is extremely harrowing mm-hmm. like they what kind of buses are they getting on do they know how to navigate like the you know continental rail system are they hitchhiking are they hitchhiking as three children
2: yeah when you've already tried to appeal to like kids you know lining up with uh, or uh, identifying with our our narrator percy yeah no i'm just uh, i'm just going to go across the country I'm oh, just going to get on a bus just yeah. gonna go uh i'm sure there's i'm sure the only dangers there are the monsters that are going to be chasing me not the monsters that are that going to be chasing, chasing you me.
1: Yeah. Not, not the monsters of reality i don't know it's yeah. it's it's so
2: baffling did yeah. did percy jackson's mom both refuse to have the demigod talk with him and the pedophile talk
1: <laughs> there's no stranger danger stronger than a, a harpy screeching at you from the the heavens
2: Yes. <laughs> he Oh also we do find out that, uh, that that Poseidon was the great love of Percy's mom's life but also they only knew each
0: other for a summer. Yep. Just one summer. It was just summer love. Girl
1: has been you got hung pregnant up on and you her... never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. You know how those you know how those uh paternal Greek god figures uh fall in love and have kids with mortal women. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Totally consensual
2: it it was it was a beach house hookup during i mean presumably like a summer away from college for her yeah she was pretty young Mm -hmm. your your beach house hookup turns out to be a god and then dips and puts you and your child in mortal danger forever and then you you have to go and and marry like the most abusive asshole you possibly can, because that degree of stink will hide your child better. Instead of going to he's the not people. he's not just send him just send him to the people. And also, why is why is she not allowed over the grounds?
0: Mortals can't cross, apparently.
2: Okay, but I think an exception should be made for mortals that are allowed. It should like, be. Greek literally like, yeah.
1: the the god's baby
2: mamas can be yeah. the exception like, well well they could they could tell people about its existence she knows about its existence she's known for a long time about its existence mm-hmm.
1: what about the mist does not the mist make people forget as soon as you tell them about it it's the mist
0: i guess the mist doesn't apply to percy's mom now that you think about it because she yeah. sees the minotaur and she identifies him she, she does calls, but her, her eyes are always changing some... color in the
2: light maybe Maybe, oh, maybe she's actually a demigod, too. Then he'd Maybe she's a demigod of Iris.
1: <laughs>
2: he'd be three-quarters god. That's
0: too much god.
2: So, so that's what I thought, because you...
1: I, I don't know exactly how this world works, but, like, the monsters, when you kill the monsters, they, like, disappear into dust. And it's either, like, ashes dust when they go to Hades, or it's, like, glitter dust when they go to Elysium, or heaven, or whatever. But, like, so the mom got smushed and turned into gold dust which made me think like so which i don't think she was mortal that made me think like she's some sort of monster actually or like some other sort of magical creature so it's not quite just like the kid of poseidon and immortal it's like the kid of poseidon and like someone else
2: who's a little bit like more than mortal it does if that makes sense i don't know yeah but but she's but she is she is a human because she couldn't go through the border or maybe she wasn't a human, and she could go through the border, but she didn't want to reveal that she could go through the border. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe Rick Roden didn't just didn't want to have to worry about you know, they find the mom's body, or what do they do with the mom's body to keep this place from being discovered? If the mom, but they, but they the clearly didn't do anything buried. with the fucking car or any of the blood on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Because they're still
1: missing, and they're like, oh, in a bloody at- car accident, this kid and his mother are missing.
0: Oh, and uh, Gabe is looking for them, and implying that Percy may have had something to do with Sally's death. Yeah, he full
2: on says this 11-year-old kid murdered his mom. He definitely yeah. killed his mom. Like, all right, okay, sure, buddy.
0: He would be the number one suspect. Gabe like, himself. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Oh, oh, your your wife and and her son took your car on a on an unplanned vacation. And then they turn up missing. Hmm. Huh. Pretty sure you're the person they're going to be looking at, buddy. Yeah. Well, one very important person is going to be looking at Gabe before the end of the book. That is something that I also remember from the movie. (laughs) But like, it's, it's, it's a fucking wild, uh, idea, this whole thing. Um, but they go on a bus and then the three Furies show up and, uh, fucking Athena's kid whose name I can't remember now. Annabeth. Annabeth. That's why I couldn't remember it. Um she she gives Percy a Yankees cap that's that's a hat of invisibility and and he can so he can sneak out but then he kills the furies but not while invisible. He takes the hat off and yells at them and then kills them. Like, now my dude, keep the hat on. Kill them all invisible. That's good strategy. No, crash the bus. Crash
1: the bus. Crash the bus. (laughs) Let's go. Crash the fucking bus bus
2: and light it on fire and then walk out holding a sword. And like someone took a picture of it and like, okay, I'm sure that's going to add fuel to the like, oh, this kid killed his mom thing. Like, he walked out of a burning bus carrying a sword. Like, okay. All right. But now they can't, they're, now they're done. They're, they're just in the middle of New Jersey. They're they're oh, on the Jersey no. Turnpike and fucking they don't have a way to go anywhere further. Like hold up. Alright, I'm sure they will, but sure. And they've got those winged shoes from uh from Hermes. Yeah. But can't actually use them for anything because if they do, they'll get found out and Zeus is just gonna be like, Oh, you're moving around in the air. Smote. Yep. Nah, it'll That's come why they in can't the
0: fly then. either. Even though the yeah, they, they could fly the like underworld. five feet off the ground. Yeah, I don't uh, no, as soon as you leave the ground, you're in the atmosphere. That's that's yeah, what my and brothers and I would say to each other as kids. We would jump and go, "I'm not on Earth. I'm not on Earth." So yes.
1: <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about this the other day. Like you can, you're always sort of like in orbit around the planet Earth. It's just <laughs> most of the time you're sort of stuck on the friction of you know other objects on the surface of it. So if so you jump up and be, <laughs> so if you jump up, you're like in
2: orbit. It's not very stable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they were they were leaving from New York. It's a more roundabout way, but it's way safer. Why not just fucking get on a boat? Get on a boat. You go down. You get help from Daddy Poseidon to make your journey. No, that like would be too obvious. Fast. Then
1: Zeus will know that you're trying to get help from Daddy Poseidon. Uh, it. I know.
2: Yeah. It's it's got to be a cross country road trip and. You know, he he wanted to rewrite the Odyssey. He wanted to include a bunch of shit from the Odyssey, and he had to figure out a way to do it. Um, Pretty much.
1: Which is where we sort of send our heroes off on their journey at the end of this first half of the book as we round out chapter 10.
2: Mm -hmm. I... Reading this, I can understand why if I had read it as a kid, I would have been into it. Mm-hmm. But, God, no, reading it now as an adult, it's just like, ooh, ooh, way too much of yes. this has aged terribly.
1: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. I can tell how cool this would be as a kid.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like a little bit of the opposite of, a little bit the opposite of uh, some of the other stuff we've read, like Elemist Chronicles, I didn't. I wasn't able to parse very well as a kid. Reading it now as an adult, it's fucking incredible. Yeah,
1: same. it's really good sci-fi. Like for adults. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but this is relatively similar to Charlie Bone, like interesting world with weird implications and like messy bloodline shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets weirder.
0: <laughs> I want to say know. it gets better, but oh, things get weirder.
2: I know he has like. A half-brother who is a cyclops in the second one yep yes he does because the cyclopes
0: are poseidon's kids canonically (laughs) so yep
1: oh so the mystery of this is that like the mega spear of mega nuclear lightning is missing and zeus suspects that poseidon had it stolen to be like bootlegged in the underwater forges of the cyclopses
2: yeah, in the, in the Mid-Atlantic so to prove Ridge. That, like, yep.
1: Yes, so to prove that that's not the case, Percy has to be the son of Poseidon that returns the, the lightning that is the, of the titular lightning thief to make it all copacetic so that before Summer Solstice, both Zeus gets his thing back and he can apologize
2: to Poseidon. It's but he won't apologize up. to Poseidon because if the son of Poseidon returns the thing... Then that just adds fuel to the theory that Poseidon took it. Yeah, well, maybe it's, it's a it's like... a dumb plot contrivance, and I I do not like it. Yeah, it's all just it's all just like that.
1: Thank you everybody listening. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening once again to the On Air Book Fair podcast. I'm Jay. I've been here with Miles and Dan. We have been discussing the first half chapters one through ten of the first Percy Jackson book, Percy Jackson: uh, The Lightning Thief, and my god is it a weird weird little world that gets world built uh next week we will not next week but in our next episode we will be finishing this book and see what happens if they you know encounter hades that guy stephen coons is that what i said i don't remember his name great stuff don't watch the movie read a book go to the
2: library i'm sure they have it several copies or or read the book and then watch the movie
1: yeah. If you would like to stay abreast of our podcast, you can find this podcast uh, anywhere podcasts are sold, such as uh, Google, Apple. That's it. No, yeah. uh, any of the other ones. I don't know. Big, giant tech corporations that are uh, selling yours and ours and mine data as you listen to our podcasts. Um, you can send us an email at onairbookfair at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash Miles and I do a podcast uh, with my girlfriend Jay about tabletop role playing stuff that's called Shooting the Sheet and that yeah. is similarly available as a podcast um, yeah. and my girlfriend and I uh, stream sometimes on twitch.tv slash Wizard. that's o-n-e-i-n-t wizard such as uh, wizard with one intelligence um, and we're trying to get back to that Astral Refrain game that we do on Sunday nights where we're experimenting with different sorts of games in a sort of treasure planet, space medieval fantasy world. Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: That's all uh, I got. We are also on Twitter at uh, On Air Book Fair. We we don't post a whole lot, but if you want to interact with us on there, I'm pretty sure we will will probably say something. Um, I gotta get yeah. the login for that. I gotta
1: uh, post memes.
2: Yeah, I think. I think I ended up posting one of the ones that I sent just in our chat after our first Charlie Bone episode Mm -hmm. about um, part of a dog. Part of a dog. Yeah. That Russian scientist uh, determined that crime is stored in the balls.
1: Put Uh, the balls of a criminal in a dog until the dog became a crime dog. I think
2: that's how it went. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, we're on our book fair at Twitter. Um, Oh, also... The Shootin' the Sheet crew may also be branching off into yet another Project Bloat podcast um, called Fun Shot, where we play little, like, couple sessions of whatever tabletop RPG we are, like, really interested in trying out. No firm plans for that yet, but hey, it's something to watch. Yep, we're
1: going to yep. do all sorts of tabletop weird stuff. Awesome. So,
2: I'll have to check it out.
1: Otherwise, uh Goodbye.
3: There's a